Isn't that what they always say? People piss me off. This is important, so listen to me. Ow. If uh, Dave and uh, Danny, uh, Danny and uh, Dave, Dave and Danny, Dave and Danny, Danny and Danny, Danny and Dave, Dave and Danny, Dave and Dave, Dave and Dave, Dave from Boca. What are you doing in here? Whatever I want, you old son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen. Well, you just keep in mind one thing. What wrinkle, man? I'm farting. Ah, the stench of cow manure. It's hovering over his radio. What do you got to add to my buffet? Up Three important callers. Hello. Yeah. Oh, Reno. Hi, of course. Dave and Dad. Wind chill is minus 21 in Toronto. That's why I'm here. Chilly. 10:03 at 5:60. WQM. That's why I'm here chilling. Hey, listen, chilling. I've decided that I'm just going to get along with everybody. That's all. I'm just going to get along while I'm here. These two or three, whatever it's going to be, a couple of weeks. Just get along with everybody. Why not? All my good, close, personal friends and even those who aren't, you know. Chum up. Why not? C-H-U-M, Chum, Toronto. Yeah, that was the uh, big uh, AM rock station back long ago, 1050 on the dial. That's uh, WMGM in New York, 1050 on the dial. So if you like lived in Rochester, it was great because depending on which way the wind was blowing, some days you'd hear CHUM, some days you'd hear WMGM in New York, and some days you'd hear them both at the same time, which was great. It would be like me talking and playing like music at the same time. Huh? Which after a Friday, when that book comes out at 1 o'clock, that's uh, Friday is D-Day. The D stands for disaster. Or it could stand for Danny. Or it could stand for Dave and Danny. Danny okay. and Dave. Or it could stand for a dope rhymes with Eddie the Pope. I can't believe it. It goes to show you, if you give an old coot long enough time, after about 100 years, Eddie Pope finally writes an article that says something. I, I can't, I'm shocked. Thank the Lord that I'm here. Because I'll admit that if I was doing the show from Toronto, even though I would read both websites, I would never read the Eddie Pope column on a bet. Oh, why not? But now that I actually have it in my hand in the Herald 2... Here it is, day after Dan, Wolf says no to job. Well, Ron Wolf said he's going to, uh, not coming. But Eddie the Pope says Marino hiring is just a smokescreen. And you know what I'm thinking? Absolutely correct, sir. Nice going, Eddie the Pope, who is probably next to Joe Rose, the biggest Marino lover in, in the history of mankind. In fact, in the article, there's a really, there's really kind of a cute line. Do I dare read it, George? Please. He says, 
Uh, really? He said he that? He says, look, I've always been a Marino man. And I'm saying, no, Schmidt. Wow, what a shock. He says, never blame him for never winning a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, his head was so far up Danny's ass that Joe Rose had to wait in line. But Eddie the Pope finally pulled his head out, I guess, to get a little air or something after all these years, and looked around and said, guess what? This is a uh, smokescreen. You're not fooling us. And whoever at the Herald put in that picture of Danny, he ought to sue the Herald for millions. Look, can you see it in there? Can you see it from here? Okay, barely. The Danny the picture? mouth open there? He, he looks like a mannequin. All you need to see are the, the strings. He looks like a puppet. His arm is, like, stilted up in the air. He's got his mouth wide open like that. I mean, realize, you know, any any picture can make you look like whatever you want. He looks like a puppet? He, he looks just like a puppet. How appropriate. Something, that's yeah. what my point was, yes. <laughs> I mean, that is, uh, everybody's got to take a look at that picture, man. It's on the front of the sports section of the Herald. By the way, Nathan Horton's hurting, that poor kid. What a great player he's going to be. But the Panthers uh, sucked wind again last night. Eight million shots against poor Bobby Luongo again in Edmonton. They lose 4-2. Actually, it was 4-1. The game was almost over. They got blown out. 16-1 they get outshot in the first period. And if it weren't for Luongo standing on his head, it would have been 85-2. to Very ugly. Leafs won last night against Calgary. Oh! Despite our five major injuries. Nice going, boys. No hockey talk. We don't want to know. I noticed somebody called the Mad Dog. I'm driving home. Home yesterday, and somebody calls him and says, "Well, what about that win in, uh, against the Flyers and Nathan Horton?" And, and, and man, you never heard anybody move on so fast. <laughs> no, you would have thought it was Chamba. I mean, even Chamba would have been on a little longer, I think, than the poor hockey guy. <laughs> Try to talk to the Mad Dog. Well, we don't want no hockey talk on this sports on this football state on this Dolphin station. Okay, you better get with it on your Danny Dave and Dolphin station. It's in 3D. What did you tell me we're broadcasting in now? H D. Forget about that. No, we're in 3D now. Danny, Dave, and Dolphins, all day, all long. All long, all day. Right. Well, we better get another person in here to help us out. Who, who, I'll say I'll say Danny, you say Davey, and then we need somebody no, to say uh, Dolphins. Danny. Davey. Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> See, I can do it. I can pull the weight of two. I'm getting paid for two, so I can pull the weight. Danny. Davey. Dolphins. Danny. <laughs> Davey. Day after Dan Marino hiring just a smokescreen. I'll get to that, Eddie Popcom. Nice going, Eddie, you old coot, man. You senile old fart. Boy, talk about he's the rascal house of sports writing. He is to sports what Dave Barry is to uh, humor. See, I don't want to go into it. I don't want to get because I'm in too good of a mood. Had our I uh, heard uh, Howard this morning, Mo talking about the um, whole deal, and, and so Geldy's having another kid. Oh, I don't know. If you were in his position, would you be having a second child? Oh, I guess I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> right. <laughs> it ain't always <laughs> up to oh. one. Oh, man. Hey, Gildy, if you keep that thing out of there a little while, maybe, uh, you know, that's that's for the uh, Catholics to do that. Always have a bun in the oven like the uh, right. Latinos, the Mexicans, something the Beaners. Counteracts How come the Cubans don't do that? Don't do what? Have huge families. Very, I mean, the... In the old country. Right. No, I'm talking about here. Uh, it has to do with skin color. Are they a little bit more practical? Now, what does that mean? It's a racial thing? Yeah. Cubans don't go to UM? I'm, I don't believe sure that. There do. were plenty of Cubans on the baseball team even back when I was doing the games. We had Alex de Jesus and Frankie Castro. The families in the old country would That's have a lot of it, kids. That's about it, I think. Huh? The families in the old country would have a lot of kids. And we had Howie Shapiro. He was Cuban. Anyway, how's that poll from yesterday? Boy, we had a phenomenal response yesterday. Tremendous. First, we took, let me just, again, in case you were, like, hiding under a rock somewhere, what did I do with that? Did Duff steal it? Only kidding, Duff. Just relax, all right? He is such a nervous Nelly, man, and I can't blame him. He's another victim of this joint, of this place. This business, and you know, I, I don't want to like pick on our friend there, Dick, whatever his name is, <laughs> that does those uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting spots. 
Why not? I like to pick on him. Well, he's he doesn't care. He's a good guy. But uh, I don't want to like discourage anybody from you know going to his joint and giving him a lot of money. But uh, don't get into this business. I've been telling people that for a long, long time, many, many years. Dirty, man. Don't do it. This is the worst fugue in business. In the, it's just awful. And people would say, well, how can you say that? You're sitting there on your ass opening up a big mouth and making all that money. Well, there, there always there are, are exceptions. exceptions. And the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, two strokes later and just having the fortuitous, uh, you know, ability to stick through all of it. But most people just don't have the fortitude to put up with the bull crap. And that's basically what this right. business is, is crap. Oh, and I, before I get to this, I don't want to get anybody nervous. But, see, this, this, this just doesn't work out in here. I'll see you. No, right. it just doesn't. The layout of this room is awful. You want to see the layout I had in Amsterdam? Boy, that was, it was, if, if your arms, if you had like alligator arms, like uh, certain people we know. No, what's alligator arms in reverse? Daddy long legs, like uh, plastic man. Like long arms. Plastic man. If you had long arms, then it was fine. But uh, that thing was a joke. Nice going, Bob Vermouth, you idiot. But you got a free meal anyway. I mean, I think he bought. I think Bob Vermouth bought, and then, of course, he put it on the company tab because he's corporate, you know. Yes. And by the way, Bob Vermouth and uh, George Corso, we're getting pretty pissed off and tired of waiting for you to get that other computer fixed in there in the other room so that we actually have a functional studio here. I know you don't care about it and you hate us like poison, but that's beside the point. And Duff said if you don't get with it pretty soon, he's going to start crying. And nobody said this morning he's going to start tearing up again if you guys don't get on top of it. Get with it. We'd let Fix-It come in here and touch it, but he knows nothing about that stuff. He's good with, the, you know, like the abacus. He's real good at operating that. Huh? Well, he's a little kind of an old-fashioned guy. Can't you tell by looking at him? He's a 60s burnout. <laughs> he is. I like Fix-It okay. He's a good guy. He just don't know nothing about pewters. Anyway, terrorist spam or a genuine threat? I don't want to get anybody nervous, but BBC News says they reported today that intelligence agencies are investigating a series of Internet warnings said to be issued by al-Qaeda about major terrorist attacks on the United States. The messages posted on several Islamist websites include claims that an entire city could be destroyed. This week, a statement said to be from al-Qaeda intelligence services warned the countdown to hit America had begun. It'll be even stronger, a bigger strike than nuclear weapons, so be prepared, O Mujahideen holy soldiers, it said. The statement concluded that unless America and its allies withdraw from Iraq, Afghanistan, and all Islamic countries, the organization had ordered the elimination of U.S. leaders and their supporters. Another statement repeated three times in recent days was posted on an Islamist Internet forum called the Mujahideen Network. Oh, I've been watching it. It claimed to be, I think it's uh, Fox News. It claimed to be from the Islamic nation to the American people and boasted that its group now had the ability to destroy an entire U.S. city. There are a lot of such messages on the Internet, some not necessarily new, and their authors are hard to identify. It makes it almost impossible to determine whether these are really our final warnings before an attack, like those of 9-11, or just wishful thinking by al-Qaeda sympathizers. But U.S. and U.K. intelligence services are taking the messages and their content seriously, it says. Now, it's pretty obvious that they're taken serious, which is why they reduced the threat level from orange to yellow, right? Right. Isn't, that like, isn't there like a logical progression there? That's from the he BBC, so take it with several grains of salt and call us in the morning. Okay, we'll do the Danny Boy. Uh, I'll give that result again in the other poll. Got a lot of stuff to do here on a Wednesday. No more of that comedy bits hour. We Schmidt canned that last week. So we sure hope you appreciate that and get on your hands and knees and kiss your radio speaker, okay? Just give it a big wet one. You might catch something through the speaker, but that's okay, too. Twelve minutes after ten at 560 WQAM. If you're in a really dead-end job, if you're working for a putz, oh, God.
if you're underpaid? Here's the answer. New Year's resolutions aren't going to happen automatically. Nobody's going to pull the strings like on Danny Boy. you got to put your plans into action. Pick up the phone. Call Fast Train right now at 866-FAST-TRAIN. Classes are underway this month. If you're committed and dedicated, Fast Train can help you out to change your life in a really positive way, becoming a certified computer professional in just four, count them, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, uh, four short months. That's right. Get your new high-paying career in just four short months. Uno, due, tres, cuatro. How do you like that? It's the same word with a Q, though. Si. Cinque. Si. Uh, the demand for certified computer for professionals is at an all-time high, Otto. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement, assistance, and financial aid for people to qualify, too. So if you're sick and tired of, uh, like, being on a treadmill, your feet are moving, but your life is going nowhere, call Fast Train today. Check them out on the web first at FastTrain.com, and then call them toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Hop on it. Hop aboard at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, and be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. Gordon gives South Florida a major blowjob. All right. Oh, we're fine. There is a girl in extra wide jeans. A girl whose head weighs a ton. And she's living with the women and the funny play toys in the house of the lesbians. When she was young at a restaurant with a boy, he didn't know that she was gay. Oy. Until he noticed each time they went out, she went for the seafood buffet. Incredible. Just look at all Rosie's dyke sisters now. Just look what they have done. The minute she comes home from work through that door, well off. Her panties come She laid it down To stop publishing the rosy mag Left a laid off staff Not paid And Rosie's girlfriend Who's pregnant right now I guess she just only got laid there is a girl with extra wide jeans. Entertainer she's become. <laughs> and she goes by the name of Rosie O.D. In the house of the lesbians. Did he say D as in David and Danny and Dolphins and Dombrowski and all of that crap? I bet that's what he just said. It's uh, 18, and of course, don't forget uh, Rick Dudley, who put the dud in uh, Dudley. Five games under 500. Not too impressive, Rick. I hate to break the news. You've got a lot of fine youngsters in the organization, but it just, I don't know. Going to go to some games while I'm here, as a matter of fact. You're going to be coming to any of the Panther games, George? No. Oh, as many as I can. Why not? As many as you can miss? 
Here's the facts that I just don't understand. Maybe you can interpret because you're a sports ace. Well, it's got nothing, I don't know, a little bit to do with sports. Looks like a chronic. It says, from good here. morning, Neil. Did you hear the latest news out of New York? Boomer Esiason, you know the boomer, of course, wants to give Joe Rose a hug and a huge kiss. I want to give you a kiss. Have a great day, it says. I don't understand that. I must miss something. Free hugs and kisses? They're going around. The Take boomer wants to, he said he'd like to uh, kiss it. Just sniff it a little bit and kiss it. That's what he said. I want to give you a kiss. He, may, he leaves me limp, the boomer. All of those ex-jocks. Well, not Danny Boy, though, who looks... Anybody see that picture in the Herald? <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm not the only one who noticed that. I, I'd sue him for $50 million. That's what I would do, Danny Boy. Then you don't have to take the job and embarrass yourself. He doesn't have to take the job. What's that? He doesn't have to take the job. Danny? Danny? Right. Maybe Wayne made him an offer he couldn't refuse. You know what I mean? Oh. Who knows? Marino hiring is just a smokescreen, wrote Eddie the Pope, and I'm ashamed that Eddie would write such a scandalous but very honest piece. At any rate, let's see, the first poll we did yesterday was about the whole Danny Boy situation, Danny and Dave, and Dave and Danny and Wayne. And then, of course, don't forget Rick Spielmeister. Do you know about Rick Spielmeister? No. Who? Rick the Spielmeister. He's the new GM. He's the Spielman for the organization. Anyway, 582 votes yesterday. What's your take on the Dan Marino hiring? We had it's a PR stunt to pacify the doll fans. 184, almost 32 percent are buying into the Eddie Pope thing. It's just a PR stunt. You know, he's just going to be a face man, kind of like the president. Oh, wait till we get that stuff about the Apollo O'Neill book, which I got to go out and buy today. By the way, you didn't remind me. You didn't call oh, me home sorry. yesterday. Say, oh, go out and buy the book. I just was too lazy, watching too much hockey last night. How about that, Brian McKay, baby? Oh! All right, nice going, Brian. Stick another one in there. Uh, Danny's a winner. I like it. 161, 27.6 percent. Danny's a winner. Of course, what this has to do with that, I have no idea, but nevertheless. Uh, I couldn't give a Schmidt less 121. That's of almost 21% who just really just exhausted by it already, just in a couple of days. Can you imagine that about three months when they're still doing Danny and Dave and Dave and Danny and uh, Rick uh, Spielmeister? It won't change a thing, 93, and I smell Super Bowl. Ooh, the stench of Commodore. It's uh, 23 votes on that one out of 582. That was the first half of the show yesterday. Now, wait till you hear this. And we do, we do want to apologize profusely. Both Mo and yours truly want to apologize. Now, I want you to understand, I'm not, I don't want to get overboard with this thing, okay? In fact, I'm hoping Mo is listening too now. I don't want to get a little bit too carried away. It's like, if like there's a nasty divorce and you're a separation. And like a year and a half later, after a nasty, hostile separation, like on the first day, you don't want to like jump in a sack and make mad, wild monkey love. You know what I'm saying? Or you do? Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, well, I don't want to do that yet. I mean, you might as well. And I noticed Mo this morning made it very clear that yesterday during our big meet out there in the uh, parking lot, we were sitting on separate benches, he pointed that out. And that is correct. We will not be sharing the same seat. At any rate, uh, the question was, what's your take on the Neil and Mo reunion? And as I started to say, we want to both apologize because this town thrives on hate and on division and on animosity. And so the fact that we had this feud going on for a year and a half and the fact that we've kind of mended our fences now and we're like, uh, you know, living amiably side by each, uh, that pisses a lot of people off. Well, tough titty, that's what I have to say to you, okay? Because life is too freaking short. And I'm not suggesting that Mo is my best close personal friend now, or likely ever will be. I think that's highly unlikely. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. <laughs> what? Well, it, it, I'm not saying that, but at least uh, we're getting along fine. We see uh, where each one is coming from, and uh, that's the name of that tune. Even the Beast, and i and I got to say this before I get to these poll results, because I want to milk it. Um, even the Beast is one of those people, when you when you see him, well, you know people like that. You can be mad at them from a distance. Right. But when you're around them and you see them, and you, you can't stay mad at them. Do you know what I mean? He's one of those people. And you went through the whole thing yesterday about how you feel sorry for him. 
Right. It's the schmoo factor. He looks like the schmoo from Joe Palooka. Just a big ball of cuddly I'm not going to contribute to the grief he's already got going on in his life. What, what does that mean? He's got enough baggage without people disliking him and... You know what I mean? No, but I'm saying when you... Now, I can't... I, I wouldn't agree with... I don't think Mo would agree with this part, but I'm, I'm only speaking for myself. When I see him, like when I come in this morning, the first person I see in a bullpen in there, sitting there pretending to be doing some work, but actually looking at porno sites, it's uh, the beast. And I just... I right. can't be mad at him when no. I see him, because he's just, you know... A sad sack. You, no, it's not just that. You want to like him. He's one of those people that's got a effervescent personality you want to like mm -hmm. him he makes it difficult to do he like, is a jolly fat man he's a jo very good he could be sandy claus he's a jewish sandy claus he's a jolly fat guy you know now, maybe that's what hanukkah's missing if he keeps it up he'll be a jolly de dead fat guy but nevertheless right. there's that d word again dead huh mm -hmm. but uh, no that's true he better cut the crap he could be santa claus santa claus right for hanukkah for chanukah Anyway, we asked yesterday, what's your take on the Neil and Mo reunion? And we had 1,213 votes. That is shocking to me. So that means 582 and 12. We had like 1,800 votes in one day's worth of polls. That's more uh, votes than the QM polls on their website gets in six years. In fact, not even six years. How about... About 30, man. Yeah. 1,800 votes. That means there must be somebody out there. I don't give a Schmidt. 458 said that, 38%. Well, I find that to be rather insensitive, don't you? I don't give a Schmidt about our personal feelings here and sensitive typical south florida excellent That's job fun. who's mo 229 <laughs> oh absolutely i'm shocked but dismayed 228 see shocked but dismayed in other words that takes the joy out of their life now we're still going to be playing the mo bits right of course. We have a couple of new ones. That, in fact that one about the uh... davy and the danny and all Besides, that stuff that's is just uh, a character based on I, you know i was thinking that while i was shaving this morning it's a miracle i didn't slip my throat <laughs> No, no, seriously, it, it, it's amazing. Boca Brian, which I'm a big, big admirer, a huge fan of the work he does, he's a genius. A little bit off, but a genius. You can't have one without the other. But he has created these characters who are even so much more interesting than the real people. I mean, the Mo on there, with right. all due respect to my new friend Mo, the Mo that he created is certainly much more entertaining. The Gelda he created sure. is just phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, and the Greg Reed, who sounds like Jack Benny, is so much more not only entertaining and interesting, but at least visible, you know, audible, visible. He's at least around. As they should to have the a real. show. Those characters should those, have a if, show. If we had those three characters, <laughs> no, seriously. In fact, I'm going to mention that to Mo tomorrow. Why doesn't he just, like, say, make that right. suggestion? He can take the checks, take the money to the bank, enjoy sleep in late every day, turn on the radio, laugh his ass off, and we'll just have the uh, Mo Gildy and the Greg Reed show. And, uh, huh? Cameos by Joe Rose and Mandich. Right, and uh, okay. Brooke O'Brien can be like the uh, Hans Conried of the show. He can do all the voices, you know, <laughs> like the uh, Mel, Mel, uh, what's his name, Brooks. Not Mel Brooks. Who's the one? Who did all the uh, voices? Mel Blank. Mel Blank. Well, I was close. See, Mel, right. Mel. Mel Allen, Mel Blank, Mel Brooks. Any other Mel would smell the same because they're all dead, right? Isn't Mel Brooks dead? Yeah. No, wait, no. Mel there Brooks is. isn't dead. He's not? We got that website. It's uh, bookmarked. I don't want to look at it. It's right. more fun. You're sure Mel Brooks isn't dead? I'm not sure. What about Mel Blank is dead? Oh, yeah. Mel Allen is not, he's not even warm anymore. Mel Torme. Mel Torme is very dead. Anyway, shocked but dismayed, 228 are really pissed off about the uh, end of the feud. Greg Reed should have done this a long time ago. In other words, solving all the problems one away. He doesn't, see, Greg doesn't solve problems, he creates them. That's what he's here for. He creates problems, then he runs away and hides like a petulant child. Uh, I'm shocked but pleased, 108. Well, it's bad for QAM 57. It's great for QM 26. Out of 1,215 votes, an emotional outpouring of response from the psychotic 
South Florida audience. Coming in a close second to the Danny and Dave and uh, Dolphin situation this week in terms of local news. Did it make it in the newspapers? No. Did any of our astute? Now, I wouldn't be surprised on Friday morning if both Jim Sarney and Barry Jackass write a very humorous piece. Wouldn't you be expecting that this week in their uh, broadcast sports columns? A humorous piece. Right. Uh, about, in the sports uh, about, section. About the me and Mo uh, reunion. Oh, 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 The Ginger and Mo reunion. You're expecting it? No. No. Because it's a bunch of deadheads in this town. See, if you look anyway, like Chris Zelkovich writes a broadcast on the air column in, the, I think it's the Toronto Star. And it, it, almost every day he writes it, not just once a week. And he actually says something, you know? He actually, and, and he'll rip somebody in the ass or he'll, you know, say something good. good. Like a real column that's pretty interesting to read, too. I just mentioned that in passing, Barry and uh, Jim Sarney. And boy, I'll tell you one thing between Jim Sarney and Barry Jackass, who's the lovelier of those two? They make me feel beautiful. They make me feel fabulous when I look in the mirror. 27 past 10 at 560 WQM. Dial a mattress will make your back feel uh, uh, fabulous and the rest of you, too. That's why you ought to be on the phone right now, <coughs> dialing 1-800-MATTRESS, and getting yourself a great night's sleep for the entire rest of the year. That should be, it's only the 14th of the month. Not too late to make a New Year's resolution that you're going to sleep good every night because when you wake up in the morning, you've had a great night's sleep, you feel refreshed. You say to yourself, it's a machaya. Even the Chinese say that. But if you get a lousy night's sleep, if your mattress is worn out and bumpy, you feel like crap all day long. So celebrate the new year in comfort with a great new name brand mattress and an unbeatable price from Dollar Mattress. And they're proud to announce that they've added Stearns and Bananas Foster to their already strong, unbeatable championship lineup. Stearns and Foster is the finest mattress made in the country. Now you can sleep on one as soon as tonight by making that one easy call, 1-800-MATTRESS. Or, if you like Sealy better, or Serta, Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic, all the top names, they can hook you up with that, too, because they carry dozens of models from all the top manufacturers, and like I said, at unbeatable, everyday low-discount prices, no bait-and-swish. And only Dial a Mattress lets you choose any two-hour delivery window that meets your schedule any day of the week, seven days, from 8 in the a.m. till 10 p.m. With low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, it's easy to see why Dollar Mattress is ranked number one by everybody with a brain and customer satisfaction. So do what I've been doing for years because I'm smart. Not like some people, dumb. I'm smart. Call Dollar Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Or for more info, check them out on the web at mattress.com. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. One pill makes you drowsy, my friend, and it also makes you high. And the ones my housemaid gave me, they made me itchy all the time. But go ask Wilma. Yeah, she'll keep you well supplied. <laughs> Downing them goofballs and hillbilly heroin. Bring me to a higher astral plane. I can have a groove drug and not get busted thanks to my friends in a higher moral place. So go ask Wilma. She'll get you some horse and a handful of goofballs. <laughs> I'm back, my supplicants, and ready to build those ovens to burn cheese and other dissenters, friends. Let's extract the gold out of their teeth and donate the proceeds to the RNC as a show of blind support for our glorious leader. And go ask Wilma. <laughs> She'll get you through your show by putting logic out of proportion to justify your seething hate out my ass. 
Yes, I'm talking backwards, my dear little head friends. Oh, damn, nice look, me, but yup, Remember what Rush Limbaugh said. All drug abusers should be dead. That's a person prescribed medicine. Pop a couple for us, Rush. Attaboy, Rushy. 1033 at 560 WQM. Happy Wednesday to you. Let's see. Mad Dog at 2. The Humper at 4. 4 till 645. Kind of a tough assignment for Hank. <laughs> He's uh, coming back from a bad flu. That was funny. Then you got Hurricane Real Warm-Up. This is the schedule I gave yesterday to get you prepared for tonight. Hurricane Warm-Up, 645, advance warning. 7 o'clock, Hurricane Basketball at the North Carolina. Eddie Camp did a basketball game, and Joe and Mark overnight in the dark. And my close personal buddy, Mo and Geldy in the morning. And Joe Rose. There's the whole lineup for you. Isn't that great? I heard Mad Dog yesterday talking about how uh, people could learn a little something about this business from me. Yeah, like Greg Reed, you mean? Is that who we're talking about, Mad Dog? Greg. All right. Anyway, so uh, Big Arnie says, I think it's great that you and Howard make peace. We Jews got to stick together. That's what Meyer Lansky said, too, so let's not get too carried away. That's what Bugsy used to say. Bugsy Solomon, not Siegel. Ah. Or is it Muggsy Solomon? At any rate, here's another fact that says, did you see the winning ad for MoveOn.org? You know, we appreciate your enthusiasm, folks, but sometimes you people treat us like we're a bunch of Sunday school school children. Living in a cave. They go to our website, NeilRogers.com, our award-winning, world-famous website, which is only going to get better very soon, by the way. Uh, you'll notice that the first story, thanks, Eric, for the great job, by the way. I sent it to him about an hour and a half ago. It's the lead story on there. Published on Tuesday, January 13, 2004, by the San Francisco Chronicle. And if you click on the story and then click onto the original uh, story, the link to the original story, there's a link within the story to the uh, the Bush uh, in 30 seconds thing. You can see the ad. Right. Good ad. Yeah, it's good. Not my favorite. I didn't vote for it. Me either. But at any rate. It says, uh, the one depicting young children working unskilled, menial jobs, while the question is, who will pay off Bush's trillion-dollar deficit? Supposedly, it will be shown during the Super Bowl. Somehow, I see Fox or whatever network is broadcasting the event rejecting the ad. That would be typically disgusting. No, they'll take the money, I'm sure. The kind of money they're getting for those ads. They'll take the money. So click on that story. Published, uh, it's the first story. And then go to the uh, link to the original article, and then within the article, you'll find the link to the end. Uh, take a look, take a puke at it, and see what you think. It's good. I still don't think it's the best one. Here's another fax from somebody who just can't control itself. Neil, the reason I faxed that letter is Joe Rose can't stand the boomer. Well, you know, I don't, see, I don't, you sports nerds out there, you don't understand. We got bigger fish to fry than frickin' boomer Assizen. Plus, doesn't he have some kind of kid that's got like some kind of a, uh, or he had some kind, I don't know, his kid died, or he has some kind of a thing, you know? I don't like picking on people like that. They got personal tragedies. Do you? Yeah, what do yeah. you do? Well, depends well, on the tragedy. Sports be- it, was, it was something bad. I don't know whether he had a kid that died or had some kind of a horrible disease. Or He's off my radar to pick on him or not. The boomer? boomer yeah. Well, you better get with him, mister. You better know the boomer. No. Or you just uh, ain't worth a schmidt. Okay, now here's today's poll question. It's going to be one that's going to take uh, a long time, the whole day. Now, you're going to be uh, emailing these to Eric. Is that the conversation I overheard? <laughs> What? We'll see. Yeah, after a fashion. Well, no, you can write them down. Right. Or I know I'll write them down, and then I'll periodically fax uh, the update on the list. How's that? I can write them down. There's a reason that uh, I emailed them to him. Why's that? To expedite things for him. Yeah. Because so it's I, easier I, I, ought to, to... I ought to be able to do it. I'm... I'm cleaning stuff. Well, are out. you saying that's because you got that crappy old computer in there? No, no, um, no, of course not. I would never say with such that. A thing. And because yeah, your engineering so. department will give us absolutely no assistance whatsoever, and because Muff is too busy running around crying like a little girl to like make them get the with it. See, he talks a good game, the Muffmeister, and he means well. That I will tell you, he means well. 
but of course he's just uh, a weakling. And of course the program director, he's nowhere to be seen because he had a flat tire this morning, so he had to cancel his 85 very important meetings, including the one with Mo. That's clearance for you. Kind of like uh, I'm sure he learned it from his superior. He only has one superior, and that of course would be Greg. He learned how to avoid and evade, make all kinds of excuses, not answer messages, things like that. And he's learning fast. Here's the poll question that we'll be building during the show. And, of course, i got a pile of stuff that's probably much more important. Who was your favorite all-time... Oh, I read it wrong. Who was your all-time favorite TV character? Not TV show. We've done that a million times. Old. Boring. Uh, not actor, actress. Boring. We've done it a million times. But who was your all-time favorite TV character on any show? Archie Bunker and Frank Cannon are the two we started with. Could have started with a whole bunch more, but why not let the audience figure it out? Well, I right? want to throw one in. Who's that? Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. Homo Simpson. Okay. George likes those homos. That's why he works on this show. They're my best friends. Homo Simpson. Some of those homers are his best friends. Uh, of course, I like homers, like Joe Bowen. At any rate, and uh, Mike Lang, Rick Jenneret. Dean wins non-body D.C. primary oh! beauty contest in Washington, D.C. I just passed it along. It doesn't mean anything. Howard Dean won the first vote of the 2004 presidential campaign season yesterday, although it was more of a voting rights rally, voting rights rally than a chance to express a preference for a candidate. I mean, they were talking during that debate about making Washington a state. We already have one Washington state, and that's like a big chunk of land. You know, If we're going to make cities into states, ain't it kind of silly? Let's have, yeah. the, let's have the 75,000 states. have to make the flag a lot bigger, I guess. That'd be like having a city the size of an entire county. Yeah. Like well, Jacksonville. We do have cities. Well, there you go. Well, Jacksonville can be a, a state. New York certainly would be like two or three states, North New York and Long Island and whatever. It's already got five boroughs. Anyway, the former Vermont governor got 43% of the D.C. vote, followed by Al Sharpton, 34%. Senator Carol Mosley Brown had 12%. And Representative Dennis Kucinich of Ohio had 8%. You go, boy. Nice going, Dennis. The other five major Democratic candidates for the party's presidential nomination weren't even on the ballot. No delegates were selected. That comes later in caucuses February the 12th. Turnout was higher than in previous presidential primaries. That's good. That's a good sign. You hear that? Mm-hmm. With 12% of registered voters casting ballots compared to 8.4% in 2002, which means we're going to get everybody out this November and kick some serious bush ass. Oh! Yeah, that's right. We're going to surprise the crap out of you. And, of course, in Washington, D.C., you know why we're glad to get all them people out. You do know that. No. Because most of them are oh, darkies. Oh, oh, that's, that's right. Right. Ooh. right. Got to get you dark folks to vote this November four, five, six times. We'll pay you good money, no matter what it takes. Right? Right. And then if we don't get the desired result, we'll pay off the people at Diebold, and this time we'll put the fix in to put an end to all this fascist crap. Wait till you hear the thing about the um, the O'Neill book. Wow. O'Neill book paints ugly portrait of the Bushmeister. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. I had a TV accident with Rick Sanchez about 30 minutes ago. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Wait till you hear this. He says he's he's getting a call from the White House on his cell phone. He's listening to Neil Rogers on the radio. Wait till you hear what he says. I'm listening to Neil Rogers. The girl says, who's Neil Rogers? He goes, well, he's had a crush on me for a long time. That's what he says to the girl who's on his show. Uh, Unbelievable, huh? uh, We can't can't, can't get away from this. You better watch him fast, man. You won't see him too long. The only guy who ever ran somebody over didn't get in trouble for it, right? There were a Remember couple that? of others. Remember that? Yeah. What's that? The guy's still dead? Get, have yeah. a great day, pal. Quit quit boring us with the old, tired crap, okay? Leave that to me. Jesus. Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> Get a life, you mindless idiot. And quick pick it out, my good buddy, Ricky Ticky. Spicky. WQAM. 
Nothing grown in there. These are these are a precipitous decline, man. A nightmare. <laughs> Boy, get that thing fixed, man. In fact, I'll call up Bob Vermouth and tell one of our listeners who needs some engineering assistance. I'm sure he'd be more uh, inclined to help them out than us. That's because they hate us like poison. You know what, uh, Corso? See, Corso's big into fishing. Isn't that correct? I don't know. Would you like to take one of them big treble hooks and just stick it in his puss? 19 to 11 at 5, or maybe even a couple in his one in each cheek would be good. 19 before 11 at 560 WQM. Hey, if you're on a diet like everybody in America because we're all big and fat, the big thing now is finally, after I've been telling you about it for years, everybody's finally catching on to the Atkins diet and the other low-carb diets like the, uh, what's the other one, Sugar Busters, South Beach diet. Oh, don't don't buy that book, please. Or any other low-carb, sugar-free diet. Here's a great story you'll love shopping in. The Lights of West Boca, the number one low-carb store in the entire USA. And for good reason, because they've got a zillion over, just like, uh, oh, and I want to apologize to Wayne. He didn't say a gazillion, he said a jillion. Oh, Danny's making a jillion dollars. The number one low-carb store with over a jillion and a thousand low-carb products to choose from, including breads and bagels, cookies and crackers, chips and brownies, chocolates, ice cream, pasta, sauces, ketchup, cheesecakes, and lots more. At Delights, you'll find it the widest selection anywhere. You can try anything in the store before you buy it. They're open seven days a week from 10 to 10, and... They carry the biggest selection of Atkins products anywhere in the world, which are on sale today, tomorrow, next circus, all day, every day. And, of course, uh, the uh, low-carb diet is gaining in popularity all the time. You can't even Burger King. I got that story a little later on. You see Burger King is doing the low-carb stuff? sandwiches. That is correct. They're taking away your buns. So head for the number one low-carb sugar-free store in the university, Lights of West Boca. You'll find this store on the northeast corner of Glades and 441, right next to Boston Market. Call them toll-free at 1-877-LOW-CARB, L-O-W-C-A-R-B, or find them on the web at lowcarb.com. There's only one Delights of West Boca. It's your official Atkins Retail Center. <laughs> This holiday season, don't visit the same old relatives with the same old stories, bringing the same old dried flower centerpiece. Make this year one to remember. And really give thanks with the Anna Cornucopia. It's a holiday treat that eats like a meal. Inside the Anna Cornucopia, you'll find everything you need to make this year's Thanksgiving Day celebration complete. Just pop it in the oven. It's that easy. You don't need to set the timer. Okay, it's time to eat me. The Anna Cornucopia serves up hot and juicy with meaty breasts and thighs. No need to worry about leftovers. There's never any sloppy seconds when you're eating the Anna Cornucopia. It's finger-licking good. And for desserts, hey, nice melons. Let's put some cream on them. Make this holiday one to truly give thanks for. With the Anna Cornucopia, the most delicious spread you'll ever taste. Anyway, getting back to the uh, Bush in 30 Seconds ad contest by MoveOn.org. The winner is uh, Child's Pay by Charlie Fisher of Denver. The ad shows young children working on assembly lines, checking groceries, working as janitors. The ad concludes, guess who's going to pay off President Bush's trillion-dollar deficit? It was chosen from 14 finalists, each attacking the policies of the Bush administration and ads ranging from hard-hitting to humorous, and announced Monday night that a celebrity studded gala in New York City. It was, like I said, it was good. Not the best. It was good. Didn't get my vote. At any rate... Uh, they obviously don't care about my vote or yours either. Uh, Gary says, as far as the beast is concerned, not a very kind facts about our good friend the beast. says, I wouldn't be so kind while talking about the beast. I was listening on Sunday, and he was taking shots at you and George. Well, that son of a bitch. He was mentioning how George records everything when you're in the studio or in the john and feeds it to Neil. 
for use later on. See, first of all, you can't even get it right. I'm the one that recorded the stuff up in Toronto. Right, I had the and fed it going to us. And feed it to myself and fed it down here and fed it on the air. I'm feeding everybody. It says, I'm personally not crazy about the beast. I wish they would take his fat ass and Homer lisps off the air. He doesn't do anything for me. But he does a lot for Clarence is what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? Squirt, squirt. Did he catch my drift? In fact, he admitted to me this morning that he was the reason that Clarence was late this morning to work. Not a flat tire. He said he had a flat. Rectum. Because the beast wore him out last night. And a deflated ego. Okay, here's some for our... Now, Adam Stanions, isn't this the same one? Uh, right. That's, so I should uh, just tear it up? Right. That's him? Correct. Okay. In addition to which, uh, we don't, we're not going to have a list of 6,000 here. It's just we don't want to impose on Eric that much, do we? Yes. Well, Eric ain't going to be doing that uh, stuff too long. Does he know that yet? More or less. That we're working on the uh, bedtime story. So that way I'll be more comfortable in like uh, doing like 20 or 30 or even some days 50 if need be to really have that website just because we don't want to take too many hours off Eric's exercise time. That's right. Or too many hours off his eating time. That also begins with me. Look at this fax. Captain Kirk. Okay, I can't read the rest of this. It said, uh, love the show, Neil God uh, something. Okay, whatever it says. Okay, Captain Kirk. There you go. Are you writing these down? Yeah. How about Baby Stewie? Okay. On Family Guy. What is Family Guy? It's not bad. Is that it's like Family Tie? Like, it's a cartoon, but you won't, so we won't watch oh. it. It's incredibly funny. Well, we don't care what it is. It can be a cartoon, right. an animated character. It can be like a, uh, you know, it can be like Batman, some uh, action a hero. The only problem is if somebody says Superman, what do we do then? We've had so many Superman. It's a character. Did you not What's say your character? favorite all-time? Yeah, yeah, but that's my point. There are you, you can't compare to Superman from like Smallville no. with like Dean Cain. Right, but then we would have to change Or the like with George character. Reeves. Which portrayal of a character? Why? It's all the same character. There are different portrayals. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it on the River Kwai. Let's see. The audience doesn't care who what you rip as long as it's uh, something. People, especially down here, love to hate. Well, no Schmidt. Congratulations on your perspea, Cassidy. I wanted to mention that there are consistently excellent articles exposing the Bush administration in Rolling Stone magazine and a link called Slate Magazine available directly from the MSN homepage, correct, or MS, uh, slate.msn.com. Slate's also got great stuff on the Democratic candidates and in their archives. Thank you very much for reminding me. You can never have too many websites. I do like uh, Village Voice, by the way. I mean, not, not that it's any great revelation, but the Village Voice got some great columns, and we put several of them on our highly uh, prestigious website. By the way, we got to do something with his list, okay, because there's only three names. We probably shouldn't have put it up yet. Do you think he could take the poll down? I don't want to, like, uh, get all over Eric's ass. God, who would want to get near it? But, uh, no, seriously, I don't want to, like, uh, put too much uh, work on his ass. But the fact of the matter is there's no sense in putting up a poll with three and then trying to add to it. Let's build it first, and then we'll put it up there, right? It's like the Brooklyn Bridge. Let's build it first, I... and then we'll stick it up. Oh, here's a good one from TomPayne.com. I don't want to get too newsy today because they get some people very upset. And you know what? Screw them. Fugum. Pearl's Wisdom. This is very short, right to the point. I like this one a lot. It says, nothing ennobles a nation more than citizens who shoulder the burdens of wartime. Nothing degrades a nation more than those who lobby for war while enriching themselves on its spoils. Think Richard Pearl. You can't miss him these days. He and his colleague, David Frum, are all over TV promoting their new book, An End to Evil. Their plan, overthrow Iran's government, blockade North Korea, force regime change in Syria, squeeze China, isolate France, pull out of the U.N., and more. It's a breathtaking blueprint. But are they credible architects? After all, it was they who said that Iraq was teeming with weapons of mass destruction. 
that U.S. forces would be welcomed with open arms, that Hussein had ties to al-Qaeda, that Ahmed Chalabi of the Iraqi National Congress would be a popular leader. They were wrong on all accounts. And then there are Pearl's questionable business deals. As he agitates for war, he advises companies who profit from war. Last year, for instance, he briefed investors on ways to make money from U.S. conflicts with North Korea and Iraq. Such controversies forced him to step down as chairman of the Pentagon's Defense Policy Board, but didn't resign from the board itself. He can still offer his clients the latest inside scoop. This kind of track record would send most armchair generals limping back into private life, but that hasn't happened to Pearl. He still has the president's ear, and not one interviewer, not Charlie Rose, not NBC's Matt Lauer, not CNN's Wolf Blitzkrieg, has forced him to fully answer the conflict of interest charges. They should just as they should question his predictions about Iraq, because what's at stake is not just one man's credibility, but the lives of the hundreds of thousands of men and women who risk their lives no matter where they're sent to battle. Good column at TomPayne.com. Richard Pearl, big tub of crap. Nazi son of a bitch. Him and the Wolfowitz and the whole crowd, Cheney, and their puppet. Everybody's got a puppet, a figurehead. That's why this other thing, in the, uh, oh, it makes me want to puke. CNN, oh, Americans like Bush's qualities, Paul said. Well, ain't that great. In other words, he never stole a freight train. They like the way he, <laughs> down home, uh, you know, yeah. Crawford, Texas, kind of yuck, yuck. Well, what, what does that got to do with it? Leans on the podium there. Yeah. And all of this coming right on the heels of uh, that thing on 60 Minutes. It's almost as though that show was never on the air. Right. Well, and of course, we know that Paul O'Neill's a bad guy, even when he played right field for the Yankees. You think any of those people watch 60 Minutes? No. Not even for 60 seconds. Maybe, about 30, man. maybe before they get the uh, you know remote and change the channels again and go back to the other football game that's in overtime. Five six seven oh five sixty. That's right. We took the poll down. Nice going, Eric. We'll let you know. We'll get back to you, Diana. Let's have at least you know a couple of dozen on there before they cast their vote because when well, we get some other suggestions here, if I ever take some damn phone calls, then that we put something. Just oh gee, I wish I would have voted for this, and your vote is so important to us, isn't it? No. Yeah, it is. Right. It's important to Eric. Every time somebody votes on here, he makes a hundred dollars. What? <laughs> that's what I heard. Every every vote that's cast in our pool, he makes a thousand dollars. What King. That's why Eric would like if I change the poll every hour. Yeah, let's do four polls. Let's do one every half hour, Neil, because every uh, every vote that we get on the pool, I make ten thousand dollars. Now, see, here you go. I'm I'm throwing these away. Here's one with a list. Right. I, I'm not interested in lists. This has got like ten names on it. We have to, like, educate the audience here. We have to, like, reform this audience. A lot of you need to go to... Re here you go, Al Bundy, Mike says. That's short and sweet. I can't... See, there's the question you ask and the one they want to answer. Right. The one they want to answer is, how many characters can you name? Right. I mean, I could name you uh, 50,000. Right. Maybe not 50, but at least... About 30, man. Yeah. But here's Mike, who's got it. I'm Al Bundy. Anna Rosanna Dana. Now, what, uh, what was... <laughs> How about Eliana Rosanna Dana? What the hell was her name? Rosanna Rosanna Dana. Rosanna Rosanna Dana. She was great. God, I loved her. She's still dead by You her. ever find a hair on a piece of soap? <laughs> how do you spell that? Just like it sounds. I don't know. Well, you'll figure it out. Rosanna Dana. I don't know how to do that. She was the best. And she was married to Gene Wilder, too. I don't know. Gene Wilder is a very funny guy, but he's been in some pretty crappy movies. You know What was that no, movie? Silver Streak? Yes. With him and uh, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. That was, uh, I tried watching that. Well, I did watch yeah. it, but it was so weak. Flat. You know? Silver Streak was pretty weak. Stir Crazy was better. Oh, okay. And what about Young Frankenstein? Well, goes without saying. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Marvelous Line, your all-time favorite TV character. Let's get with it. Let's stop at all this heavy-duty political stuff and being so newsy. Although I do have WQAM. Hello. 
Yeah, uh, can I speak to Neil? Speaking. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Pretty damn good. Um, I wanted to um, put a name in for the poll. Go right uh, ahead. Uncle, Uncle Arthur from Bewitched. Uncle Arthur was good. Paul Lind. Yep. Okay. You got so, him, man. Okay, thanks. Right, have a great have day. Have a good day. He's still dead, by the way, Paul Lind. All the uh, great characters are mostly dead, aren't they? Although yes. it can be from a current show. There are some good characters on current shows, like, um, and then there's, uh, right? Well, you don't watch any good current I, I, shows. No, I don't watch any current shows. You watch Passions. You watch things that nobody else watches. Nobody watches Passions? Nobody watches so maybe three other people. And uh, Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer watch Passions. You're so full of crap. All right. Passions has a cult following. You know how, I, many, you know how many we got? About 30, man. That's right. See, and... since Timmy died, there's no point. No, since Timmy died, it's pretty slow. And I wish this thing with Julian and Eve already, enough with the passionate kissing and with TC and uh, poor uh, Whitney. Oh, gee, my mother's a slut. You know, I mean, it, it, we need more of Mrs. Wallace. We need, need more of Edna Who? and Precious the Chimp. Mrs. Wallace, uh, Beth's ma, with her uh, with her colostomy bag or whatever she's got, her diapers. She, wears, she wears the pens. Okay. She keeps peeing her pants. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what other soap opera can you name me with the old senile lady that walks with a walker and pees in her pants and has and his caretaker is a uh, orangutan, huh? Don't call him a, uh, her a chimp. No, it's an orangutan who's in love with Luis, by the way, and his brother Miguel. <laughs> man, oh man, can you imagine the drugs they take before they write them episodes on Passions? It's great. And, and we got the lovely Sheridan who's locked in a rubber room now. She probably wishes she was back down there in the pit. At least she got a little fresh air, huh? She's in a rubber room in a freaking straitjacket. And then we got Alistair uh, Crowley. Alistair, who we never see. We only see his arms and his big uh, stogie he's smoking, which I wish he'd flick the ashes one. At least the other day he finally flicked the ashes, first time in about a year and a half. Flick it. Just flick it. 5670560. Oh, so I know you're right, because you know what I watch? I watch hockey, football. The new shows aren't on yet, but the ones I'm, on FX. I'm going to say it again. Great. I'm going to say it again. Mm -hmm. I watch more, in spite of all these so-called sports experts we have on this radio station. I watch more sporting events in one weekend than these people watch in their lifetimes. Just like all our so-called football experts. During the football season, we got Mo and uh, and uh, Mad Dog, for example, are at the Dolphin game to win a game. Do they see any of the other games? No. They see a Monday night game. That's about it. Uh, hockey? Anybody in this station watch hockey beside me and Geldy? No. No. So, I mean, I rest my case. But, oh, uh, Neil, Neil, he don't know. He's just a pansy. You know nothing about sports. Right. Right. I know nothing. Just like about how the Patriots were lucky. See, even though Mo and I have mended our fences to some point, this business about the Patriots being lucky, I forgot to mention that yesterday when we were sitting across on our own individual benches. I'll remind him of that tomorrow. During your next chat tomorrow morning. Ten. 1057. Listen, like I said, let's, let's not overdo it in the beginning. Let's ease back into it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, you just don't want to jump into it too heavy duty. Okay? You know, if the beast closes the door too fast, he could lose about 16 pounds. Yeah, that might do it. Try, give it a try. Close it real fast. Stand there in the door. That didn't work. Is he, is he just, I don't know, cherubic? Shrubic? He's a schmubic. Sh 1058 at 560 WQM. If your carpets need some help after the holidays now, if your guests have come and gone, if they've messed up your carpeting in your whole house, if you've had everybody trampling and uh, sampling all over your carpets, here's the answer for you. Dry Concepts, 
They've been around in town longer than just about anybody in the universe because they do such a phenomenal job. Nobody can touch them nowhere. I've used them in my houses for over 20 years. I wouldn't dream of calling anybody else. They give you a written guaranteed price before they start the work. And then they roll up their sleeves and they dry clean your carpets. Same ideas used to dry, dry clean your uh, clothing and all the other good stuff. And when they get done, you'll be amazed. You'll stand there and look around and say, it looks like I just got brand new laid right there on my floor. And, and it does look that great. Trust me, no matter how bad or hopeless your carpets look right now. So don't waste thousands of dollars on brand new carpeting when you can have that carpet you got right now looking just like brand new. They're drying a couple of hours, and you're ready to rock and roll again. And don't forget, when you call Dry Concepts, be sure to ask about their standby list and how you can save 15% on your next carpet cleaning. Here's the toll-free number to call. Be sure and tell them that old Neil told you to call one 800 248 5071 1-800-248-5071 or log on to their website for more info at drawconcepts.com. Nobody nowhere does it better. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Asshole. It's close to bedtime. Shutting down my amusement park I'm in my bedroom I'm gonna go to someplace deep and dark You try to scream But take a look at me and you'll understand You owe me this It's my turn to go to your Neverland Your side of mine So let's see, we got, he's going to be arraigned on Friday. We've got the book coming out at uh, 1 o'clock on Friday. Big day on Friday, baby. Mark it down on your calendar on the 16th of uh, Enero. Lucy Ricardo, get her on there right away. Everybody loves Lucy. Okay. Lucy Ricardo. Now, some other asshole sends me in a list of 8 million names, and it's right on the circular file, okay? If you call in and mention, like, more than one name, uh, I'll hang up on you. We will not put it on the list. And if you fax me a whole bunch of names, I'll just Schmidt can it immediately. I'm going to have to start playing Butch Bosch with, Bosch with you people, man. It's so stupid. I mean, just look at the question. What's your all-time favorite TV character? Not what are your top ten. Not what's your 500 favorite TV character. No matter what the question is, it's not just this uh, topic. No matter what it is. Which president is, is your favorite? Washington, Lincoln, uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, FDR, JFK. We should do a poll one day where they just answer the question they want. We won't ask a question. Maybe yeah. they just follow suggestions. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Lucy Ricardo, five. Right. Purple. Right. Hayes. <laughs> Sure. Oh, purple a people eater. Oh, I guess, you know, something, that's a great idea. Let's do that tomorrow. Okay, they can just call in answers. Listen, it's a word association thing. Here's the word of the day. <laughs> no, listen to me. All right. What's the first word or phrase that comes to mind? Purple. Haze. Penis. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> no, it, it can be great. Oh, Brad Kramer. Oh, not Brad Kramer, just Kramer. Okay. No, you're right. I don't watch any of those shows. But Kramer, you got it? So you're too busy laughing about penis. Who's with a K? Kramer. Uh, Tom says, I don't have a computer. Nevertheless, I'd like to send a donation to moveon.org to support the anti-Bush ads. Are they accepting donations? So what is the address? Uh, I don't know how you do that. Go to your computer. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go steal a computer. Go to the Tom. library. 
Because they got seven million. Call a friend. They got almost eight million dollars. Their goal is to raise ten. They're certainly going to do that. They're I could look go. it up in like a second if I was in there. Oh no! <laughs> actually, what he can do is go to our website and go to moveon.org. There you if, go. If he had a computer, oh, if he had a computer, computer. right. It says, don't forget, Bush will have $200 million to send uh, to flood the uh, TV screens with false, and yeah, we know that. That's why they're raising $10 million, and that's why George Soros is kicking in $50 million. Did he, uh, did he add a phone number to his fax? I beg your pardon? The faxer that wanted to know the address, did he have I a just, phone number? I just tore it up. I know. It doesn't matter. Uh, I can untear it up. Well, what do you mean by that? Because I'll call him during a break or something. You're going to call him? It'll only take a half hour for me to get the address. Uh, as a matter of fact, he does have a phone number on here. Well, just uh, shut it aside. Okay, I'll shove it over there. Tom, uh, George will call you because he's such a great guy and because we're here to serve and to help you out. That's right. We're here also here to beat the pants off a of bush in uh, November. Amen to please. And all his right-wing assholes. Like that one in California. Why? Well, that's an old story. Remember how long ago mm. I read that story about uh, the words on uh, the seven words? And the guy wants to ban asshole, that j jackass out there in uh, California? Republican jerk. Sorry to be redundant. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. Let me read the question again very clearly, okay? Oh, and, and thanks so much for uh, faxing me articles that have already been on our website, like Eric Margolis, who's a great columnist in the Toronto Sun. And believe me, they don't have too many who are the left of Attila the Hunt. But no wonder America has so many enemies. That was from um, the Sunday Sun. Been there, done that. It's been on our website. Thank you so much. At any rate, O'Neill book. Paints ugly portrait of Bush. Well, at 11:30 we'll put the uh, poll back up so you can start voting on your uh, favorite character on one. O'Neill pa book paints ugly portrait of Bush. Now, wouldn't you think that somebody would have brought me in the book by now? I'd, I'd pay him for it. I mean, I got a Borders right by my house. I can go there tonight or this right. afternoon on the way home. Right, I could do that. But I'm, I would like to have it right now. I should have done it yesterday, but I was too busy watching all the hockey games, including at least beat Calgary four to one, in spite of their depleted lineup. But they had more people in that lineup last night that I never even heard of before. Who the hell were they? But at any rate, they looked pretty good. Thank goodness. O'Neill book paints ugly portrait of Bush. Former U.S. Secretary of Treasury Paul O'Neill's portrait of George W. Bush depicts a passive and superficial president, sounds right on so far, surrounded by right-wing ideologues who lack the intellectual rigor or even the curiosity to think through the effects of his policies. You know something? That paragraph right there should be on every TV show. It should be on uh, everything, on ALF, everywhere. Don't you think? Absolutely. I'm going to read it again and before I get to a little bit of the rest of it. And this is on our website. O'Neill Book Paints Ugly Portrait of Bush. At least I think it is. Former U.S. Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill's portrait of George W. Bush depicts a passive and superficial president surrounded by right-wing ideologues who lacks the intellectual rigor or even the curiosity to think through the effects of his policies. In detailed recollections of cabinet infighting and his own one-on-one -on -one meetings with Bush, as recounted to Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Ron Suskind, O'Neill provides a rare insight into an unusually secretive administration and glimpses of a president with sometimes unusual priorities. Suskind's book, The Price of Loyalty, for which O'Neill was the principal source, went on sale yesterday. The Treasury Department on Monday asked for an investigation into whether a classified document was displayed during a CBS TV interview with O'Neill that aired on Sunday. Right. In the book, O'Neill says the time, oh, you know, somebody made a very good point. I think it was Paul Begala on Crossfire yesterday. Look how long it took them to start the investigation into Valerie Plame's outing at the CIA yeah. because of the vendetta against Joseph Wilson, her husband. Uh, they're still not, uh, do we still don't have any answers on that yet. But the day after 60 Minutes airs on CBS and Paul O'Neill's on there dragging them out of the closet. Oh, well, we're thinking of conducting an investigation, an inquiry, that is. Anyway, in the book, O'Neill says the tone of the relationship with Bush was set at their very first meeting where he was offered the job of Treasury Secretary. Instead of a detailed discussion, Bush was more interested in why the cheeseburgers he had ordered were slow to appear. 
He interrupted to talk to some of the White House Chief of Staff, Andrew Card. You're the Chief of Staff. You think you're getting uh, up to getting us some cheeseburgers? O'Neill recalled Bush saying. Card nodded. No one laughed. He all but raced out of the room to get the cheeseburger cheeseburger. He could have called John Belushi. He'd have brought him if he weren't dead. In the first White House reaction to the interview in the book, spokesman Scott McClellan said Monday, O'Neill's criticism appears to be more about trying to justify personal views and opinions than it does about the results we are achieving. Right. What a lame comeback that is, huh? We're talking dodo bird is what we're talking. Just like I've been telling you all along. But don't confuse the American public like that because it's the, the SH word that comes into play here. The SH word, stupid. Never leave that out of your sight. Stupid. What was your all-time favorite TV character? We got Archie Bunker, Frank Cannon, Homo Simpson, Baby Stewie, Captain Kirk, Al Bundy, Roseanne, Rosanna Dana, Uncle Arthur, Lucy Ricardo, and Kramer so far. Is that, did I get them all? Yes. Okay. And like I said, about 11.30, 11 o'clock plus about 30, man. minutes, we'll get it up on there and you can start your voting. But in the meantime, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. Look at that line. One's ringing even. QAM. Ooh. I didn't say anybody was on it, but at least it was ringing. QAM. Oh, Neil. Neil yes, sir. What's going on? How you doing? I actually was trying to get on to moveon.org. And if you go to move slash on.org, you get a Republican spin website. Yeah. Well, why would you, why would you do that? Well, I just typed it, and I'm sitting here reading a bunch of articles, and I thought they were kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Not so easy to find an address to contribute by mail either. I think you need to send them your information, and they send you a contributor's form. Okay, thanks. MoveOn.org. It's all one word. I mean, everything now is all one word. M-O-V-E-O-N.org. It's pretty simple. Even a little child could do it in between checking out all the porno sites. MoveOn.org. Okay? Very, very easy. Everybody's got an excuse. Well, I mean, you know, I understand some people don't have the cash. Some people don't have a computer. Some people don't know where to steal one. Things like that. They could steal this one. They, you could, not only can they steal it, we'll give it to you. I'll hold the door open for you. <laughs> In fact, you can have the computer and George Corso. How do you like that? My, my, my Lord. No charge. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. On the Sopranos. So what, no f***ing eating now? Hey. Well, man, is this? Here comes the Prozac. You will take the lips. Over the tits. Total f***ing oop. You mother He's got a real f***ing attitude problem. Why don't you kick me in the f***ing head? The words will come blowing out your ass. Put a shirt on. I'm getting a chubby. There's two things I'm good at. It's pulling vents and spotting good jobs. I might not be able to wipe my own ass, you know that? You're born to this sh I'm a babbling idiot. Can you just shut the f*** up about it? Stick it up your ass. Now cut your d*** off. Get yourself under the vaporizer. You're a stupid motherfucker. you know that? You f***ing piece of sh**. Oh, now, please, don't start with that name business. What the f*** is your problem? Oh, the f***ing audience with the Pope. I bet you're very good to your mother. F*** you! F*** what? Yeah, f*** you. Are you f***ing with me? Some f***ing day, huh? That's nothing but a, a racket for the Jews. Jesus Christ, how you doing? F***ing nosy. Eat your money, God. I can't eat that. It's got cholesterol. Can I just get some macaroni and gravy? And f*** you. F*** you. F*** you. He was talking about when she said it's nothing but a racket for the Catholic Church. 11.14 at 5.60 WQM. What was your all-time favorite TV character? Boy, we're getting inundated with the... Eric Cartman from South Park. Got Cartman? Got it. All right. Uh, Hawkeye Pierce from MASH. Well, the shows that some of you people watch is just 
Herman Munster. Didn't he do the... Uh, Tony Soprano, that's why I just played that. Basil Fawlty from Fawlty Towers. That's with a W, of course. Fawlty yes. Towers. George even knows that. Archie Bunker, we already got that on there. My favorite, it says. Thank God. Well, that's the idea. What's your favorite? I hate to be throwing all that paper out here. <laughs> right. <gasps> we'll get the uh, poll up there at 1130, and then you can start voting. Just relax. In the meantime, let's have about 4,000 more suggestions between now and 2 when a mad dog comes along. Here's that schedule again. Not 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Don't forget we got uh, heavy duties now. Let's see. The uh, Panther game. Oh, oh, wait. This is a mistake. <gasps> Panthers aren't at Philadelphia tomorrow. Are you on the right day? Yeah, I'm at the right day. They're okay. at Philadelphia. They're home against Philadelphia tomorrow. I think. Right. How else could we be giving away uh, tickets to the Panther game? It's got to be a home game. Is they it? just came home this morning. They wouldn't have been coming back here if they were going to Philadelphia. They just came back from Calgary, like I said. So we got that game. Then we got the Panthers and uh, Calgary on Saturday. Is that right? No, this isn't right. This thing is just, oh, you know what? This is last week's schedule. What is this crap? What is wrong with you people? This is last week's Fugan schedule I'm reading here. I'm looking at all of these things. Yeah, they were filling. They won overtime 4-3. to three. The game is over. I'll bet you on the outcome. I bet you Stevie West scores the winning goal in overtime at about 3.06 of OT. Anyway, so I'm giving you all the wrong information. Nobody cares. Nobody says a thing inside here. That goes to show you, man. No wonder Clarence ain't showing up today. No wonder Muff is in there with tears rolling down his cheek. I don't want to tell you which cheeks either. So look at this. We got, uh, I'm not going to see Hank this week. He's not even here. I missed my opportunity. Hank is at the Crystal Palace in the Bahamas this afternoon doing his show and again tomorrow. And, uh, oh no, he'll be back Friday. So we got the Mad Dog at 2, the Humper at the Crystal Palace, Hurricanes warm up at 7, Hurricanes at St. John's at the 7.30, Eddie Kapp to the basketball, Joey Mark overnight. So we just had the wrong opponent. But we don't have no Panther game tomorrow. The Panthers are playing uh, Tampa Bay on Saturday right at the Macarena. So so what did that mean? What was, what was that contest that, uh, I, I don't get it. Get what? That, that thing that we just had from uh, yesterday with Joe Costello being out and giving you tickets to, to the Panthers and Flyers. I don't even know what the hell that game is. And I'm looking at the schedule. I'm saying Thursday night's game against the Flyers. You people ought to be in jail, man. This is the most bogus freaking place. See, in Toronto, I don't have these problems. Because you guys fax me the schedules. I put up in front of my puss, and it's all right there. And I know what week I'm in. I know, know what planet I'm on, whether I'm here or on Uranus. But this is just a mess. This is a mess. I'd be embarrassed if I was you, Clarence. And you too, Muff. Weak sisters. The weak sisters of the poor. That's our crowd. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. And what the hell uh, kind of naked pictures has the Humper got to be in his, doing his show out of town somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Vegas, Crystal Palace. I mean, what, he must have the uh, keys to the kingdom. The old Humper. WQN, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You have the sponsor macaroni grill and the guy belting out a song in the background. Yeah, great. WQAM, hello. Uh, yeah, Neil? Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to add someone to the uh, poll. Go right ahead, sir. Okay. Um, I don't know the Try name of the Try to keep a straight character. face when you're doing it. Who is it? <laughs> okay. I don't Come know on, the name of the character, but the actor is Peter Boyle in uh, the, um, the uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, the one that plays the father, Ray Romano's father. Who's that? Who's that, George? I don't know. Well, somebody will call. They'll know. Somebody well, will. Somebody will fax me the info. 
And he was and he was really good in uh, Young Frankenstein, also Peter Boyle. Okay, and I don't love Raymond. <laughs> Neither do I. Good, thank God for that. Thanks, pal. All right, thank so, you. Yeah, somebody will call him with the name of the uh, character. I think it's Frank, but I don't know. Uh, Mom, we're not going to put down like Frank. Frank is not the name of a character. <laughs> How about Frank Cannon? I think they don't know the character. How about Frank Cannon? All right, he's already on there. He's already, I know that, but I'm saying his name was Frank. Could be Frank anybody. Could be Frank Sinatra. Did Frank Sinatra Jr. just die, or is that my imagination? That's your imagination. Are you sure? No. I saw a crawl. See the pro now look at that. On the bottom of my screen, the crawl now is so close to the bottom. Munich to get 2006 World Cup opening uh, something. I mean, you can barely read the damn thing. They got it shoved down so far. Just like when you're watching certain sporting events now, they got the screen uh, littered. Oh, and the Mad Dog was right yesterday. The who? What network was it? Who telecast the Patriots um, uh, Tennessee game Saturday night? They telecast most of the game from this bizarre angle. I had a headache by the time I was done. My stomach was twisted from the tense, tenseness of the game, but my head was pounding from trying to watch it from like this bizarre angle. And then, and he's right. When they, every time they tried a field goal attempt, it looked like they were kicking about 700 yards because it's like that, that long, you know what I mean, like ground view, and you're looking up and you think, holy crap, he's got to kick it all the way to like a Taunton Mass to the dog track. No. All the way to like uh, Washington Street. All the way to like uh, Paul Revere's house. All the way to uh, Faneuil Hall. You never been in Boston, huh? No. Oh, you you love Boston. Don't they always ban everything good there? Just you. Oh. No, no, seriously, you like it. The food is great, and it's a college town. It's like living and breathing. Hey, just just ignore the Catholic Church. Say, hey, bop, bop, hula, baby. Just ignore. <laughs> I know that. how to do that. Everybody else does. Just like in Italy. WQAM. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Um, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Excellent. That uh, that Packers game versus the Flyers is. Thursday the 28th. Aha. Uh -huh. Why didn't they once, tell me that? Once again, they screwed it. I heard you doing the promo yesterday for Costello, but I didn't get a chance to call see, in. See, the reason I kept saying for Thursday night's game against the Flyers is because they had last week's schedule on there. It said the Flyers and the Panthers, and I'm, you know, just getting sucked into that. Comes to find out that was about the game in Philly last week. Right. It'd be nice if QAM would send somebody up to Philly, but... Uh, God forbid. I don't think they'd spend that money. Hey, um, I sent you a fact that I, I wasn't listening earlier about the uh, Fresh Air show with uh, Suskind and Paul O'Neill today. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you reminded me that. I got it right here. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, one of the times is during your show, but then there's another time at 3 o'clock. So. Well, we're not going to promote the one during my show. No, I figured as much. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that either. And then you, you made mention of um, how quickly they opened up that investigation on Paul O'Neill right. and, and Valerie Plain, they haven't bothered uh, doing anything about Correct. it. Correct. How about 9-11? When was the last time we heard anything further about that? Oh, we won't hear about that. There's quite a few of these investigations that are in the back. The only, the only hope we got there is that the uh, wives of the uh, and, and the other relatives of the victims are, like, raising enough hell that if they just stick with it, that maybe eventually they'll hold their feet to the fire. Well, hopefully some more people will come out and start talking now that O'Neill uh, started the ball rolling. Amen. Have a good day. Thanks a lot, pal. Bye, Neil. Okay, uh, that's Larry who said, former Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill and Ron Suskind, uh, Suskind's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist whose controversial new book, The Price of Loyalty, is about O'Neill's observations of how the Bush administration operates. They'll be on the NPR show Fresh Air at 3 this afternoon, WXEL 90.7 FM and noon, WLRN 91.0. Oh, we don't want to promote that one. Uh, well, I don't care. Noon on LRN. If they want to listen to it, they'll listen to it. Regarding Marino, it says, I think about uh, Danny and Bobby, Bobby Clark. If Danny is half as lucky as Clark, he'll be here for a long time. Clark survived five coaches, four goaltenders. Robert Esch for Brian Boucher, one of his recent trades. Not good. Recently, they lost to Buffalo 6-2, Pittsburgh 2-1, Florida 4-3. Not really looking forward to home and home with Toronto. Well, that's the way it goes, Larry. 
We're going to kick your ass, I hope. It, uh, we got lucky on that. Flyers are in a deep funk. They can't win a fixed game now. And Leafs are trying to, like, patch themselves back from all these bad injuries. Even Ken Clee was out last night, and we still won. We're okay. You got it? Are you following all that? Huh? Good. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Come on, everybody. Go Leafs, go. Let's go. Go Leafs, go. Everybody's screaming. I understand the game I missed because I wasn't here. I was in Amsterdam in December. The game that was a 4-4 tie, which must have been a hell of a third period. Nice comeback, uh, Toronto. Uh, I understand that there was like uh, almost 19,000 people there that night. They put a sellout in the uh, box score, and that about 18,000 of them were Leaf fans. I just mentioned that again in passing. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I got like the modern-day uh, Archie Bunker. Okay. Red Foreman. What show is he on? He's on that 70s show, the father from that 70s show. Oh, with the Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the father is the best in that show. I wonder he's... if the father's getting Demi Moore, too. <laughs> he's, he's great, that guy. He's getting Demi Moore, I don't know what his George name is in real life, though. For, uh, Red Foreman. Hey, yeah, Red Foreman. Is he kin to George Foreman? No, I don't think so. They don't really look the same. Oh, okay. Here, yeah, he grills up a mean told me to tell you hi. Who is it? Ron Hersey. All right. All Have right. a great life, Ron. I'll see you on the Hershey, Hershey Highway. <laughs> See, Ron Hersey loves me. He listens. He just uh, don't have any sense of humor. <laughs> oh, and, and I say I'm not going to say anything now. I know you're going to get me into trouble. What? I, let, let's just put all of the past behind us, okay? Mo had a good idea. That's all in our behind. He said something like that. Okay. It's all in the. And behind. then Geldy opened up and said, "Rectum." And then uh, Mo slapped him in the face. See, I would. <laughs> that show would be even better. If if he would do the things that you hear the sound effects on the uh, Boca Brian, like if he'd be sure we just slap Gildy in the head, that would be so great. Have a turkey sitting there, and you can smack the turkey. Yeah, smack the old meat and make it the, like, like Rick and Sud, slap the meat and make it sound like you're slapping Gildy in the puss. It would be great. I, I'm not trying to, like, program O's show now that we're getting really tight. We'll give them that drop. Okay, now let's uh, <laughs> let's get this thing up. What do you say? Huh? We got. Oh, no, we don't have all those other names on there. Have you uh, emailed him those or what? Continuously. <laughs> I don't want to start anything between you two because the two of you are bonding pretty good. Well, there's nothing like between Mo. me and Eric. We love each other. It's no, you don't. Computer. You yes, can't stand him. WQAM, hello. Loving. And his wife. Hey, Neil. You might I got want his one. wife. Yes. Neil, I got one for your poll. Okay. It's, for, it, it's actually uh, the best, in my opinion, it's the best show on TV, better than Sopranos, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David. Larry David. Yeah. From uh, the awful Cur- Seinfeld show. Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Thanks, Pally. All right. And have bye. a great day. That's supposed to be a great show. I might even watch it someday, but I doubt it. I just don't watch any of those shows. It's not I saw any... it once. I did see, I told you the clip from it the other day. I saw Larry David on there, and I turned it right out. That doesn't mean I'm knocking this guy. He's entitled like Larry David. The shows that are good are on FX. Now, now, wait a minute. Is Larry David the name of the character? I thought that's the guy. Both. Oh, Larry David playing Larry David. Or his name is Larry on the show. I don't know what his last name is. I've only well, seen Well, Larry once. David, will, we can't just put Larry, okay? I mean, that could be like Larry Parks. Larry Fine. Larry the Fury. Huh? Hats off to Larry by Del Shannon. Remember that? No. Yes. Yeah, you do. Of course. I have it. Well, there you go. What, what's not to like? Del, by the way, Del, don't do it. Oh, too late. God damn it. He blew his brains out because uh, that Runaway thing was a big hit, and then he had, like, uh, Runaway Part 2 and Runaway Part 3, and let's run away and spend the money. Let's run away and buy a gun and blow our brains out. And I guess he chose the latter is what he did. That's bad. Whatever. And he did hats off to Larry. That was his other yeah. big smash. Was he wearing a hat when he blew he his brains out? Well, he was trying to actually <laughs> blow off the hat, and he actually he missed. 
is what the deal is. That's the real story. There's the MS for you. Obviously, he didn't miss. No, he missed the hat. Uh. <laughs> 27 past 11 at 560 QM. We're going to get these schedules straightened out. My, my, and local. What day is this? This is Sports Radio 560. On the Tuesday, QAM. Saturday night on CBS, Edith is back from the dead. It's the 20th anniversary of All in the Family. Oh, looky there. If it ain't Dom Jalouise. Daddy, don't be such a punk. Oh, jeez. Now, whatever happened to my little girl? Look at you. Why don't you push yourself away from the table, huh? Maybe have a salad once in a while? Daddy, don't you know how many of the world's people have never had a decent meal? Again with the charity spielage. Well, it's true. So why don't you send them the bones from the turkey you had for breakfast, oh. huh, brother boy? <laughs> I thought she was pushing up daisies by now. Oh, no, Archie. The last episode was all a bad dream. It seems so bad to me. Look, who was your back there, Edith? Push the date off. You can give me another beer. Huh? Oh, okay. The 20th anniversary of All in the Family, Saturday night on CBS. Brought to you by IBS Home Correspondence School, where you can learn auto mechanics, gun repair, oh, basketball. <laughs> 1131 at 560 WQM. Alexis Carrington, what the hell show was that from? Dynasty or one of those? Something like that? Okay. Anyway, Alexis Carrington, you got it? Norton. Yeah. Is that Ed Norton? Was that his name? No. Yes. It was? Yes. Ed Norton from the Honeymooners. And uh, Bieber. His name was uh, Bieber Cleaver. How come this uh, thing just went down? Way the hell down. That's okay. Uh, Bieber Cleaver from Leave it to Bieber. And I got a fax here. Oh, here's another one. It says, how about that Zell Miller from Georgia, a Democrat, uh, supporting and fundraising for George W. He's a Democrat like I'm a right-wing Republican, okay? Not even a news story. It's the same old tired crap. Another one of them Dixie Krabs. Strom Thurmond would have been proud. Anyway, wait till you hear this fax. Look at look at the length of this fax, George. Good God. Who was before Norton? Uh, Beaver Cleaver. No, before Norton. Alex, uh, Alexis Carrington. Uh. Got her? Anyway, wait to hear the unsigned, of course, lengthy uh, bullcrap facts. I love it. Probably from uh, Miss Fudge herself. Dear Neil, I still listen, but not as much, and I'd like you to know why. You know, the, the funny part of this is uh, we have one bad month in the trend out of six years on this radio station, which we've had a couple of other uh, horrendous months. It always happens when they can't find your audience, when the spos get all the diaries, or the spos get all the diaries, or when a bunch of right-wingers get all the diaries. It happens. And so they act like, oh, my God, you've lost your audience. So, uh, yeah, right. Sure. But how come you're listening, asshole? Anyway, it goes on to say, uh, not listening as much, so I'd like you to know why. I really don't care why, to be honest with you. I heard Drudge on the Schmidt Show and agree with him. Your ratings are down. You're self-destructing. Right. The only reason Miss Fudge is saying that is because that's his way of getting even with the fact that I call him a self-destructive, uh, self-hating fag, which is exactly what he is. Not that you're going to change, but I'm going to type this anyway. Well, great. Keep you off the streets. Keep you from bombing any abortion clinics. I listen during my lunch hour. Can't hear the entire show. Since you broadcasted from Canada, you stopped talking about local issues. Stopped ragging on local politicians. The Miami crooks, the Hallandale drivers, pig reports, all gone. We have many pig reports. We talk all the time about local crooks whenever there's something special going on. But the fact of the matter is, did we talk about uh, Miriam Elephant plenty on that uh, show? Yes. yes. Did this show? In fact, the state elections in Florida... If you'll recall, which obviously this asshole can't, uh, who was it that went right to the uh, Florida the, the uh, state election website? 
and had the uh, primary all figured out before anybody else between Janet Reno and Bill, uh, what was his name, McBride. But nevertheless, I liked hearing you rag on the Miami crooks and old drivers. Well, you know something? Uh, we're not interested in just doing the same tired old crap every day to make you happy. But you never cared about politics before? Since when? When, when did that start? There was a previous broadcaster who tried doing a left, a left show in opposition to Rush. Forgot her name. She was on in the afternoon, and it was boring. God, what was her name? I forgot it. Oh, I don't know. Leftists attacked the right. See, this is a right-wing asshole. Of course it who is. Who wants me not to talk about politics. And, oh, if you would just change the show to pacify me, because I can't stand listening to anybody who tells the truth. Well, guess what? Blow it out your ass. I don't hear as many bits, and the ones you do play attack our president. Good. Instead of ragging on Miami politicians, you rag it on the president's unpatriotic, not entertaining. Just another lame attempt in sucking up to Rush and sucking up to Todd Schmidt and Miss Fudge and all the other right-wing assholes. Ain't going to work, okay, sweetheart, whoever the hell you are. He ought to love our Miami politicians. In fact, politicians. Just, just to prove it to you, now we're going to start ripping Bush twice as much, oh! just to make you happy, okay? And you'll be sitting out there grabbing it and squeezing it real tight, whatever you got, getting all bent out of shape with your teeth crumbling. Too freaking bad, okay? This is this is part of the same concept, you know, just like with the Paul O'Neill thing. Just silence all the opposition. Well, guess what, asshole? It ain't going to happen. We're going to go out and we're going to register 800 million people in Florida to vote in November. That's right. A lot of them don't live here. A lot of them have been dead for years. A lot of them never have been born yet. I mean, since the right-wingers are so concerned about the fetuses, let's right. have the fetuses vote. Sure. Only the black ones, though. Right? Only crack babies. There you go. Oh, now, why did you say that? That was so, well, good point. Five six seven oh five sixty. I mean, it's, it just never stops. It never ends. O'Neill, if you'd stop talking about politics, you never talked about politics before. Bullcrap. <laughs> Bullcrap. In addition to which, what breaks your heart is I've been kicking Russia's ass in this market since the day he came on the air in this market. Every single tread, every single book. Okay, so blow it out your right wing ass. God. Talk about a waste of time. Well, Schnitt says this. You can take Todd Schmidt and send his ass back to Tampa, too, which is where he is. And since the Schmidtmeister is doing a show from Tampa and Rush is doing a show out of uh, New York, I'm sure they have a lot of uh, local interesting issues to talk about, too. Right. Nobody gives a flying fart about anything that's happened in this town, okay? Nobody. Talk about parochial crap. In addition to which, I hate to break the news to you, but in Toronto, all the same newspapers are right there on the uh, Wicked Web. The Miami Herald, the Sun Sentinel, I use the word newspaper loosely. Okay, let's get that poll up. What do you say? Didn't you tell Eric to get that damn thing up already? Get it up, sweetheart. Let's go. Let's go. I said 1130, not 1230. Maybe he's not... waiting for those emails to come in. <laughs> he's got all the names on there. He just hasn't opened a poll up yet, so our vast audience can hop on there and vote, the ones who are left, now that all the right-wingers have turned on us, including all your spick right-wing old friends, all your bushlickers. Here's that poll question again. See, this just cracks me up. As opposed to just saying, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, we're just going to go away. Well, why? Rush will be on in 23 minutes, and Romy and all the other assholes that you mentioned in your facts. Just go listen to them. Right. And, of course, the answer is you won't listen to them because you're obsessed with this program and always will be and always have been. The ones who deny it the most are the ones who are most obsessed. They're glued to this show because they know that nobody nowhere is doing a show like we do here. Nobody nowhere. No way. Don't happen. It doesn't exist. Nope. And as far as Rush and all of his pill-popping right-wing horse crap and lies, uh, hey, if that's what you like, more power to you. It's free. The price is right while he's still on the outside. <laughs> He'll do a show from the inside. Yeah, him and Jazz McKay in stereo. He'll wear one of those ankle bracelets. The Reverend Jim Agnatowski from Taxi. Do you ever hear of that? Sure. 
Reverend Jim. Re well, just put Reverend Jim. <laughs> or unless you know how to spell that last name, which I don't think this person does. Maybe they do. Here's one. He'll get no votes, but my favorite TV character was Detective Arthur Dietrich on Barney Miller, played by <laughs> Steve Landisberg. What? No, I liked Arthur Dietrich. Detective but, uh, Arthur Dietrich. Well, get him on there now. He's only got one on here. He's not breaking the rules. He's not telling me what to say or what to do. Or how come my ratings are so bad? And guess what, asshole? I don't care if my ratings go down to a one-share. That's what Greg Reed deserves anyway. The checks continue coming in, all right? It's under three years and counting. So just sit back, relax, and after three years, it'll be, bye-bye, I'll go off and have a great time, spend the money, while you're sitting there uh, typing up stupid notes, faxing to people on the radio. It says, I've also attached an ad I ran across online. Seems like people uh, kind of defeats the purpose most people have for such a product. Oh, it's a penis thing. Create your own rubber dildo from your own penis. Well, who wants to do that? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that, George. Oh, There's a guy. Lordy. Now, that guy, he want to make a dildo because he's got an ample-sized schlong. Make a professional-grade dildo from your own home. Just add water. Just whip it out and water it. Warm water, I hope. Insert your penis into the quick-for-molding gel. Hold it there for 60 seconds. Your penis slides right out to reveal a perfectly detailed mold. Fill the mold with the amazing patented rubber skin. Ooh, I like that idea of rubber skin. Let it dry. Pull out your own usable life-size rubber dildo. I bet you, you know who'd like that? Roy! Yeah, he uh, wanted to always steal ours. You know, that's a good idea because then you really could F yourself. You could go uh, fugue yourself, right. With your own... Right. Penis. <laughs> that wouldn't make you gay. Five six seven oh five sixty. Boy, I am hearing about so many straight guys that want to, uh, you know, want to get done with a strap on by some female, of course. But see, if it's a female, then it makes it very macho. There's a word for that, fag. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you, so many guys will tell you that they're straight and they want it. To, know. You know, a lot of married guys. I believe too. them. A lot of guys with wives. Sure, whatever you say. Most of them are Cubans. Five no, six. No oh, see, so don't start picking on the Cubans Aye. again. That's why those ladies are down. Yep. You've you. Keep it up. It's you. So your anti boosh We did do the breakage uh, 20 after, didn't we? I don't know. Huh? Yes. Oh. I just didn't cross it off. Well, I'm so emotional about the fact they had the wrong schedule sitting up here all week long. You don't have to get cautious about hey, it. Hey, Duff and Clarence, you're a couple of assholes, man. Get with it. Oy vey, como va? Si la cruz sings in Espanol and Yiddish. Oy vey, como va? And if you, hear, if you listen to this, you'll find out she was a guy. Not Cuban, Brazilian, a guy. A guy masquerading a as a woman. And she didn't need no rubber mold either, is what I'm hearing. It's rumor. Huh? She didn't need no strap on that Celia. She had a gigantic number, is what I hear. Wait for this word. <laughs> what is it? Mulata. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear about no mulatas. Oh, don't say it again. What does that mean? Mooly. Mule. Oh, no. Half and half. Mooly. Half and half. Fitty fitty. Zebra. See, that's a guy. There is absolutely no question about it. that is a guy. 
What is this? Some fear wife's invisibility is a liability about Howard Dean's wife, and he said he wasn't going to schlep her around like some kind of a prop. This is so stupid, you know. Nobody's going to vote Let's for a find candidate. Something. Yeah, nobody's going to vote for a candidate because they schlep or don't schlep their wife around. Uh, have, have we seen Dick Gibhart's wife? No. Do we see John Kerry's wife? No. They have Do we wives? see Dennis Kennedy? Who cares? Don't even have a wife. Unless she's hot and she's it's flashing. So stupid, man. And that again goes back to the uh, that SH thing again. Too much stupidity going around. Live and local. This is five sixty. The radio is all yours. Terry Mason. QAM. Catherine. Jesus. And sun-dried tomatoes I've slobbered over lima beans And large-eyed potatoes When it comes to kissing produce I'm rarely ever fickle But there is one thing I will not do I will not smooch the pickle No, he won't, oh, no, he won't Not even No, he won't, he never will He'll never smooch the pickle I'll tickle tease and squeeze the bees. I'll sunlash watermelon. I'll gladly munch on Captain Crunch and all else that you're selling. I'll suck and nibble cantaloupe and lap its tangy shrickle. But I'll never, ever, no, I'll never, ever smooch that pickle. No, he won't. Oh, no, he won't. Not even a nibble. No, he won't. He never will. He'll never smooch the pickle. I fingered grapes and licked the butts of sweaty heads of lettuce. I've done about everything with fruits and have a veggie fetish. I've swallowed nanas oh so big, so big they sure did tickle. And even though I love these things, I will not smooch the pickle. No, he won't. Oh, no, he won't. Not even an No, he won't. He never will. He'll never smooch the pickle. One more time. No, he won't. Oh, no, he won't. Not even. No, he won't. He never will. He'll never close the devil. You asshole. 14 till noon at 560 WQM. Boy, these levels are all over the place. They must be potching in there, I think. They might be. They might be diddle around in there in that other room. We ought to lock it up while we're not on the air, while they're not. Anyway, somebody says uh, Columbo. Somebody said Perry Mason for our list. Here's the poll question, just for fun. Who was your all-time favorite TV character? Like I said, not just for fun, but very scientific and important, isn't it? No. Yeah, it is. Archie Bunker is winning with ten votes. Al Bundy, eight. Poll is up, by the way. You can hop on it. Homer Simpson, six. Tony Soprano, five. Hawkeye, Pierce, five. Herman Munster, two. Uh, Lucy Ricardo, two. Basil Fawlty, two. Baby Stewie won. Frank Cannon won. That was my vote. I voted for him because nobody else will. I think it's Basil. I say Basil. That's all right. Razzle Bathbone. Uh, Uncle Arthur won. Detective Arthur Dietrich won. See, it's a Brit thing, so I don't really care because they're just... Oh, the only good thing out of Britain ever, ever, ever was uh, Monty uh, Python. That was it. And uh, Clockwork Orange. Well, I'm not talking about movies. Oh. I'm talking about, like, TV shows. Because there were people that watched that upstairs, downstairs, that sued, sued crap, you know. Oh, God. Who's being served? How about the prisoner? That was good. Patrick was that McGowan. 
Oh, and um, what do you mean that British? Absolutely fabulous was very funny. What is Abfab? The two chicks. You're asking me. Up. You're asking me. Was the the prisoner British? No, I think it was Jewish. It was a long time ago. He was Irish, actually. Patrick McGowan. Uh, no votes yet for anybody. Else. Well, we just got the thing up there. We got about forty votes, whatever the hell it is, or maybe just about thirty, man. So hop on it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I just, those are my favorite, like that fax I just got before. Keep plenty more of those coming, okay? It makes for a very amusing reading on the year. It also shows up what a bunch of assholes you right wingers are. Oh, we used to like you so much better when you didn't talk about politics. When was that? When was that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know Not either. My memory. I don't either. From I've the day that I came out of here in mm -hmm. this town, almost how many years now? About thirty, man. I've been talking politics, and we'll continue to do so in spite of the desperate attempts. Well, it used to be your ratings sucked out. You know what? Blow it out your ass. Take your Arbitron diary and wipe your ass with it, okay? A rush liquor. One thing to be a bush liquor. Well, I guess there's some similarities there now too, huh? Bush liquors and rush liquors. I guess that's how you write rush down on the diary. And pill poppers. <laughs> yeah. Phony. Talk about hypocrites. Al Bundy, 12. Just moved ahead of Archie Bunker. I can't believe that. Can Freep. you? Al Bundy. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Ancient. Big nose. Yeah. That was, that was, I didn't like that show at all. It was funny for the first couple, yeah. three seasons. He was just annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, Archie Bunker was funny. Edith was funny. How, how come nobody said Edith? Archie was profound. How come nobody said Edith Bunker? Put Depression. her down. Huh? Edith. Archie, Archie used to all the time. Edith. Edith Bunker. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody don't say Meathead. Huh? Meathead was good, although he's a liberal now. We don't want to get too excited about him. Ooh. Who's he supporting? Is he supporting uh, Dean? Don't know. No, he's he's been uh, prancing around with somebody. I think it was Dean, or maybe it was uh, Clark. I don't know. Well, no, he does. I don't think he does Delhi, so he wasn't with Wes Clark. Five six seven oh five. No, seriously, can you explain that to me? That's got to be the dumbest thing. Although, the new New Hampshire poll. Showed, um, what, I don't, I don't want to say the numbers because I know what it was, but I know that Clark was up to like 20%. He passed Kerry's into second place. And if he can come out second in New Hampshire, that puts him in pretty good position. Because you know, uh, good old retired General Wesley Clark is going to be really strong in South Carolina and Oklahoma and all them, uh, you know, military kind of like, uh, goose stepping states. Duh. Right. So he may have a shot. Don't, don't uh, think this thing is over yet. Dennis Kucinich for president, baby. Oh. I don't care what anybody says. He run, he talks rings around these guys. Heads and shoulders above, well, not the head part. Got that bad piece. In fact, now that I'm tight with Mo, well, kind of like a little tight, uh, maybe we can borrow one of his pieces and let Dennis uh, use it. Huh? <laughs> That'll finish him off. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay, I, I got some additions here, Paul. One male, one female. One. Oh, well, okay. For the male Choose would one. Be, okay. Uh, how about uh, Louis De Palma on Taxi, played by Danny DeVito? Okay. Louis the what? De Palma? Louis De Palmer. I'm not going to put the uh, shows on because, first of all, it's too much work for Erica. Number two, if you don't know who the who the uh, character is, then you don't. Then you shouldn't be voting anyway, right? Right. What but if you say, don't uh, know the character's name, like that guy from Everybody Loves Raymond, then it's obviously Brian, not your favorite. Brian De Palma. Five six seven oh five sixty pound pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Hey, this list could go on for hours and hours, like about a couple of months. Oh. Yeah. Then we'll we don't have to do all tomorrow. that push bashing. What do you say? We'll talk about whatever the mood strikes. And when there's a story like the thing about Paul O'Neill, what a disgrace it is! What a disgrace! This president isn't made out of Teflon. What's the hard what, diamonds? What's the hardest of platinum? What's diamonds. Diamonds are the hardest surface known to man on the face of the earth. Right. Hardest stuff. Forget about 
pl- uh, platinum, forget about Teflon. This man has got a diamond exterior. You can't scratch him. You can't touch this. Haven't I said for months now he could come on TV and hold a press conference, say he lied through his teeth about everything, and have a nice day, and let's get the cheeseburgers brought in here, and it would it would change nothing. The media would go like that. Oh, there's a lot of chatter going on. Yeah, raise that alert back up to red this time. I think, kind of divert everybody's attention. Right. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Couple quick things. First of all, yeah, Basil Fawlty, you said there was nothing good out of uh, out of England. I, I never for, saw. I don't think I ever saw that show. Well, it was John Cleese from Monty Python, and he was like phenomenal. I said, that was a great show. It was. He was the best. And then the second thing is that Larry David does play himself, and he's another great character, but Basil hasn't beat. Okay. And hey, one more. What is it? One more thing. I was on hold yesterday for an hour because I had a song for you for your thing yesterday. Oh. You will like it. Right. Go ahead. Miami, as Dave wants that, he hasn't got a clue. We thought that Wayne would kid his ass. We thought that Dave was true. Wayne called him in and licked his and gave him two more years. And hired Dan Marino to pacify the fans. Not bad. See ya. Yeah, that's right. He did as a pacifier. Oh, I never got back to my Eddie Pope column. You know what? Before I read uh, Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable. Oh, I want to die. I want to die. Hey, listen, somebody liked him. You haven't mentioned the noon-to-one comedy bits are. Well, first of all, it wasn't noon-to-one, Alejandro, but it was a one-to-two. I guess it used to be noon-to-one. We were on nine-to-one. It used to be like the one-to-two-hour comedy bits on Wednesday, and it's, so you won't hear it today. We took a poll on it. We did it the old Democratic way. See, we don't fix the, uh, we don't rig the results on the poll like uh, certain election people do. Oh, and then I saw, you know who I lost all my respect for? Not that I, I had a lot. Michael Putney. Our old friend Michael Putney at Channel 10. Yeah. Boring Michael Putney. He writes a column in the Herald today, sucking Catherine Harris's ass. And about how she's not going to be no boring Paula Hawkins, and she uh, could be really dangerous if she runs, and yada, 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 and she's so bright, and he read her book. You know, Michael Putney, you are such a schmuck. It's people like you that are tearing our democracy apart. Doesn't that sound good? I, I'm crushed. Yeah. Michael Putney, of all people. Evil, citrus, suck it up, bitch. Sucking up to an election-fixing, evil, obnoxious, moneyed, uh, governor-licking uh, uh, Bush bitch, and sucking her ass. What a, what a disgrace that was. I, I couldn't believe it. How much? I How pray, much did they get? I pray that she runs for the Senate in Florida. Because what's going to happen is that the, just like is being predicted, that'll rehash, it'll really reinvigorate all the people pissed off about 2000 again, the ones who were disenfranchised, the ones who weren't allowed to vote, the ones who were the victims of the big fix, and they're going to come out and just kick some ass in Florida. The ones whose yards were uh, shredded during the Citrus The Citrus tanker. people, right, yeah. that's, well, that's uh, your beef, that's right. In fact, you know something, that's, uh, that's the least of her, uh, and what does that tell you about her? Mm-hmm. Not that she's got that uh, little conflict of interest, that money-grubbing bitch. Day after Dan, Marino Hiring is just a smokescreen, says Eddie Pope, as the story will not go away. Now that Wayne Heising is... I'm not going to read the whole thing, it's very long. Now that Wayne Heising has created the most spectacular diversion in Dolphins' considerable history, let's see how it works or doesn't. Dan Marino, the greatest passer ever, puts in nine to five days at a desk as senior vice president of football operations? I don't think so, says Eddie the Pope Dope. When new general manager Rick the Spielmeister requires a player, what does Dave wants that have to do if he wants to cut that player? Get Spielman's permission and then Marino's? This alone we know. Where the hell does it continue on page 8? Uh, and the Dolphins' uh, new uh, command mag- maze. 
You can't slap a pencil instead of a football in Marino's hands and say with certainty, go get him, boys. Danny was the best, and that makes you the best. If they want to call him an ambassador, fine. He'd be all of that and more. He could schmooze with ticket buyers and potential tickets. He is to the Dolphins what Bernie Kosar was supposed to be the Panther organization. Remember that? Of course he do. He stood right in the doorway there and wanted me to bring him in on the show and waste my time. Bernie Kosar, you remember that? No. Yes, you do. He was standing here giggling like a schoolgirl. We bought the Panthers. We bought oh, the Panthers. Oh, that's silly uh, that's, goose. That's uh, right. Silly goose. Bernie Kosar. Did it work? No. Bernie's still around? No. No. Just, just, uh, you're not fooling anybody, Wayne. So you can bitch out El Armando Salguero and everybody else in the media all you want. I just cannot stand. I have no room in my life for billionaire assholes who are always bitching everybody out who doesn't agree with them and suck their ass. Same old tired crap, man. Hey, Wayne, we're tired of you and your bald spot. Pack it up and get lost. And if you think you're fooling anybody with Dave Wanstead, and by the way, all us Bills and Patriots and Jet fans and everybody else, uh, we love it. Keep Wanstead. Give him like a lifetime contract. Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. Sounds excellent. In fact, Eddie Jones is a quarterback this year. You know how old he is? No. About 100. 5670560, pound 560. In fact, he's going to have a walker on the sidelines this year. He's going to be pacing up and down the sidelines with a walker, kind of like Edna Wallace on Passions. And you knock passions one more time, mister, and Mo just might be producing my show next week. I'd have to watch it tonight. Because the more I hear it, the less I like it. Three minutes till noon at 560 WQM. will be giving you that revised schedule several times today because Clarence just can't get it straight. That's what the B says. He can't straighten that thing out. It's like a curly Q. Hey, you know, uh, EF, what? That's what he said. It's like a little uh, pretzel is what it is. In fact, if you look on our website, you'll see Bush spitting some of them out. I love that thing. That That is just, oh... I could sit there and punch them buttons all day. In fact, if you punch it real fast, you know how many pretzels he can spit out in 10 seconds? About 30, man. I love it. EF Tire and Auto Repair, a place you can trust uh, your car to. Believe me, you pay a lot of money for that car, whether vehicle, whatever you're driving. So don't just entrust it to anybody who says, hey, we're a repair shop. Take it to EF because they know their stuff. You'll find them at 5083 North Federal Highway, just a mile and a half north of Sample Road in Pompano Beach. At EF Tire and Auto Repair, experience the difference that experience makes. All EF uh, mechanics are ASE certified technicians, current with all the latest technology. And most have been with the EF team for almost 20 years. The EF team has over 200 combined years of experience, and no job is too big or too small for these guys, whether it's a blown fuse, a blown engine, whatever it's been blown. From a 73 Toyota to an 04 Bentley, EF Tire and Auto Repair be doing it all for you. And all their jobs are meticulously, carefully, scrupulously double-checked for accuracy by the shop foreman, and every car is cleaned upon completion of the work, too. EF honors most extended warranties. They offer you wide weight service on most repairs as well. That's EF Tire and Auto Repair. You'll find them at 5083 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Call 954-426-9926. 954-426-9926. Be sure and tell them that Ancient Neil told you to call. And when you do call, be sure and ask about their 90-day same-as-cash new interest credit card, too. So take that vehicle soon to EF Tire and Auto Repair, nationally known as one of the most successful auto repair facilities in the country, people you can trust. And don't forget, at EF, their motto is, nobody cares more and nobody will work harder to earn your business. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Mark Morgan, it's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. All right. I can't believe I'm the winner. I am the winner. Well, it wasn't even close. I terminated for old great Davis. <laughs> the people didn't seem to care. I grabbed the boobies on the little miss. California has spoken. I'm the winner. 
Lots of women said I fondled them in all it was like 33. But I don't care, and the voters don't care, cause now I'm the new governor of the California GOP. Well, I used all of my muscle, and I used all of my sex appeal. I guess the voters didn't care that I made all those big mouthpuches squeal. <laughs> well, if you're honest with the public and you tell them you had a final spree, trust me, they'll forgive you like they did me and elect you to the GOP. Here's a key change in the song. Bustamante, little fat man, Super Mario brother, never had a prayer. The voters start about him naked in his little Pac-Man underwear With his little teeny tiny holes I'm the victor, I'm the winner, and my hot wife is a candy <laughs> And now I'm the new proponator of the California GOP Congratulations, 1202 at 560 WQM Somebody says Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes, got it? Got it Somebody says, Jerry and Bonita Springs, who's one of our fine faxers, says, I'd like to suggest Jim Rockford for today's poll. It was a great character. Isn't that Jim, uh, James Gardner's a great actor? He's comfortable. Every now and then someone needs some comfort TV. Yeah. Like Playboy TV is comfortable. That wasn't a bad show either. How come I can't punch up the audio from Playboy TV here? Like I do when I'm in Toronto. Even though we're paying for the satellite service that right, we're not getting that we don't on both get TVs and not like getting it on either one. Yeah. Right. Two years. That's uh, two years we haven't gotten it, but they're paying for it. That's good. The economy needs a desperate... Well, we could say something about it, and then they'll come in and unplug it and plug it back right, in. Right, and then they'll put a phony card in there, yeah, some uh, bogus card that, that doesn't work. Uh, it they they can't even get, like, a pirate card in here. That's how yeah. incompetent they are. My favorite TV character is Mr. Effing Spock, says somebody. We got that down. Mr. Spock, he's good. Love them ears, man. They weren't as good as... Uh, who's, who's lately we've seen with the bad ears? The uh, Britney's husband. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, Dumbo. That redneck, that Yahoo from Louisiana with the bad ears. Holy cow. Holy moly. And she thinks she's been doing it? You think she actually saw it? You think he's got one? Wow. No, no, there's something wrong with her. Yes. Yes, there maybe is. Maybe too much booze. <laughs> yeah, maybe too much fame at an early age. Maybe not enough sex with me. Maybe she's a dyke. Maybe she got turned on when she stuck her throat down Madonna's uh, purse. <laughs> Maybe she's doing Dennis Rodman now because maybe she enjoyed the uh, the slopover. Oh, Jesus. It's one thing to have a sleepover, Brittany, but not a slopover. Well, so much for that fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's she's unpure now. She's unclean. Tainted. She Tainted? Woo-wee, man. Paint the taint. taint. Because one thing she ain't is pristine no more. She may be kind of clean, but she ain't pristine, says the old queen. I'm, I'm telling you, it may be mean, but here somebody says... Um, J.R. Ewing from Dallas. I remember at the time I was single, told any of my dates had to pick me up after Dallas ended. I couldn't miss one episode, says Laura. Yes, I need to get a life, but he was the best. Yeah, J.R., and he's on the verge of death. I, that's bad. Yeah, no. we, everybody, uh, likes, uh, him. everybody likes uh, Larry, Hagman. Uh, Larry Hagman. Beat me by about a half a second. Who, uh, we said this last week. He's Tony, Mar- uh, Tony Martin's son. <laughs> Mary Martin's son. She's also dead. She was in that bad car crash with somebody years ago. Don't you remember that? James in New D. York. Yeah, I think with James Dean, she was sitting in the, uh, she was riding shotgun. You ever get drunk off Or champagne? maybe he was holding the shotgun. Huh? Larry Hagman's a champagne drunk. You ever get drunk oh, off Oh, that's right. Champagne? His thing is the liver. He's got the, had a liver transplant, and they keep shoving in more bacon and more onions, and they right. keep frying it up, and uh, it ain't working no more. 
They even took it off the menu at the JR Grill. You know, the saddest thing was that the old, was it called, not Robin Hood, that was in Detroit. What the hell was the name of that grill at the um, Stardust in Vegas? Did you? Did we ever go in the there Rosewood? for breakfast? <laughs> no, the Rosewood Grill is a fancy restaurant. No, this was like a, an old-fashioned uh, no. diner. Like, you know, from American Graffiti, that kind right. of an old-fashioned diner. It, it was great. I think we just did a walk through through the Stardust. And they had like the little burgers in there, you know, like the little, little castle burgers. It was just, just a greasy spoon kind of diner. And I think the last time I was in Vegas, they uh, changed it. They, it's, It ain't there. I, I could be wrong. I don't think so. Although Kitty Corner to that is Ethel M's Candies. See, sooner or later, I always get around to that. Ethel M's. Did you ever have Ethel M's when you were in Vegas? Sure. Ethel? As a matter of fact, they had it at the uh, Imperial the, Palace. What do they call that crunch? Oh, that's right. At the Imperial Palace, that dump that we stayed at that time. Yeah. yeah. What's that the crunchy uh, stuff that I like? Something oh, crunch. Oh, my really? God. I could eat pounds of that. I mean, what a way to die. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the square, it's the it's like square. almond roca, but it's, oh, uh, that's a different brand. Oh, my God. It's almost as good as those uh, Rogers almond brittles. Oh. So you're, you're lucky you weren't here when the box of them <laughs> That's the only reason I'm still here. See, like I said, Canada's got too much damn good ice cream and candy. Oh, and Paul Martin and Bush talked the other day, and he did not call Bush a moron. He just kind of went like, like that. So now everybody's real happy, and Canada will be allowed to bid on the uh, contracts in Iraq, and uh, we ain't going to be uh, mad cowing it no more. It's all in North America, not just finger-pointing no more. Yeah. I think Martin looked at him and said, how's it going, eh? And that, eh? that kind of threw him off a little bit. Five six seven oh five six uh, sixty pound five sixty. Uh, see, there you go again, bashing our president. That's uh, See, as soon as you saw that word in the facts, that's all you need to know. Forget about Rush and, and about Miss Fudge Our and about President. Tom uh, Sh- uh, Schmeck, Dreck, whatever his name is. Our dictator. But, it, but it's unpatriotic to criticize the president. Of course, when the president was getting blowjobs on the side, then it was very patriotic to talk about that and the, well, and the devil with a blue dress on, all that crap. That's right. That was security. very important, all about that sperm. Squirt, squirt. People were dying right, the of the blowjobs. That's absolutely correct. We were in a deficit. All those thousands of people that were dying, innocent people getting injured, maimed, losing their deficit. lives and stuff because of a blowjob. But now this trillion-dollar deficit, that's unpatriotic to point a finger with that. So, Paul O'Neill, we're going to fry your ass at noon tomorrow. Too late now. 24 votes for Archie Bunker, your all-time favorite TV character. 24 for Archie, 23 for Homo Simpson, Al Bundy 20. Now see, it is just a play, a play on words. He does have a wife, but the word I'm hearing from the inside is that Homo Simpson may be a little bit. Flaming. Hawkeye Pierce 8, Lucy Ricardo 8, Tony Soprano 8, Kramer 8. That's Brad Kramer. Uh, did uh, did Fat Rich really call about going to the track? Yes. Uh, uh just a joke. Eric Cartman 7, Detective Arthur Dietrich 6. Basil Faulty, did I say basil? Basil's a uh, herb. Yes. Basil is a guy. Correct. As in and, Basil and, Rathbone. Or a snake. Didn't you love Basil Rathbone? You have seen those movies. I've seen you? them a long time ago. You didn't like them? They him? were fine. With Nigel Bruce as the fumbling, bumbling Dr. Watson. you got to see him again. I do. They, haven't, they, they don't lose their uh, intensity. They're, they're great. I must. In fact, never I remember the voice of terror. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Basil Faulty Six. How about the, uh, what's her name? The green, the lady in green? No, I don't remember that. Something like that. Uh, Baby Stewie Four, where they had the midget in the box. The midget with the poison no, darts. I see, I forgot. Uh, Ed Norton Three. Herman Munster's got three. Good old Herman Munster. We know a lot of people look just like that, not to mention the guy with the eyes. Uh, Reverend Jim Ignatowski Three. Captain Kirk's got a pair. And you ought to see him. They glow in the dark. Uh, Red Foreman Two. Beaver Cleaver Two. Two like Beaver. Columbo 2, James Rockford appear, 
Larry David won. Frank Cannon's got my vote. You got my vote, Cannon. Louis De Palma won. Uncle Arthur won. Perry Mason won. Edith, see, Edith Bunker's got one. Right. I told you, eat it. Eat it. Michael you Jackson wants to beat it, but you just eat it. Uh, Alex and Alexis Carrington don't have any. The Fonz don't have any yet. I don't think I mentioned him. Fonzie. Gee, are you? I don't I just don't like him. Who? I, well, I hated that show to begin with uh, right. until Scott Bayo came on there. And I said, oh, I like that show. Henry Winkler. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The Fonz. I, I think you're an anti-Semite. Is that what it is? Yeah. Fonzie ain't Jewish. Not the character. And how about Tom Bosley? He ain't Jewish. Oh. And uh, what's his name? Richie uh, Cunningham. Richie Cunningham. Who is, uh, what's his name? See? Whoa. I just saw a whole thing. I signed my biography the Ope, other day. Opa Cunningham. Ron yeah. Howard. Ron Howard. Very good. And his he's now, of course, a big movie. He's a big mogul now. He's a director. He's right. a producer. He's a, he's a genius. He's a genius. What was that first show he was on when he was a little punky kid? Ronnie Howard? The Andy Griffith Show? Yeah. Very, very good. Let's hear it. Oh. Andy Griffith Show. Ron Howard. Child actor. I even know we the name of the We haven't done our team. child actor uh, poll yet. That's right. Have we ever done one? Tomorrow. We could do a poll on which one didn't grow up effed up, Ron Howard. That's it. No. <laughs> which which child actor, How which one would we want to do on that? Have to be something What's negative. your favorite child actor? Your favorite child actor. Shirley Temple. Yeah. Saw her in oh. Temple. Oh, Her yeah. and Celia Cruz. Oh, come on. People my mother used to torture me with. Shirley Black? Shirley Temple Black? She wasn't black. Was Shirley Black... Ambassador Black, he is. Did, did Celia Cruz? <laughs> what does John know? That's what her husband said. Yeah. And is Todd Tungan? Lisa Cruz back and forth to and from Cuba. Look at that. Flat-footed tie for first place. Al Bundy and Archie Bunker and Homer Simpson. We've got a three-rate tie, 25 apiece. 25. I'm right. 25. to our friends in Little Havana and in Sweetwater and in Westchester and in Hialeah and Hialeah Gardens huh? and in Pembroke Pines and all of the rest of South Florida because nobody speaks English here no more. And not only that, but that too. Hey, Celia, how you feeling, sweetheart? It's a god. And yeah, the gigantic penis. Yeah. None. Go away, sir. You bug me. <laughs> Just put a Danny Boy Barber, a bobblehead doll into the new office chair. Same results. Or a cardboard cutout. Dolphins lose. <laughs> <laughs> nice going, uh, Smiley. Just put a Danny Boy bobblehead doll in the new office chair. You'll get the same result. Or even a cardboard cutout of the whole Danny. Dolphins lose. How come nobody commented about that picture in a Herald today in the sports section where Danny looks like a mannequin without the strings? It, you you got to see it. During the break, I'm going to bring it in. You take a puke at it. It is so bizarre. Let's see. What was that candy you're referring to? Goldenberg's peanut chews? What, what is that? No, it's uh, Roger's almond brittle. You can go right. on. You can go on uh, Roger's. Uh, is it Roger's.com? I think so. It's Canadian, eh? And boy, that stuff will just wow. You'll weigh 600 pounds in a week, and you'll die with a big smile on your puss. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM.
that the end of the world is going to come next Tuesday at 4.30 p.m., and the Department of Health has requested homeowners to unplug all electrical appliances, turn off radios and TV sets, and disconnect gas stoves and furnaces. The post office recommends that you mail early in the day, and for those with automobiles, alternate side of the street parking will be suspended. That's the end of the world next Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Mark it down. Oh, we're fine. Absolutely. Did you say Jethro Bohini? Yeah. Do we have a weenie? And Barney Five, somebody says. Good old Barney Five. I smoke two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. All right. I smoke two joints.
1219 at 560 WQAM. Uh, so I was taking a crap this morning, and I was thinking about Phil Henry. You okay. Know what I mean? Are you? Yeah. No, I was thinking about why he did that sudden turn. And the story we had on the other day about that guy in um, Arizona somewhere, the conservative talk host who's getting squeezed out and going to eventually not be renewed and getting uh, screwed over by Clear Channel because he came out against the war. Mm-hmm. See, when you work for a cheap channel, uh, you don't have a choice. Right. So it isn't. I don't think Phil Henry is saying anything that he really believes. He's just singing the party line. And I actually understand that. You know, it's called survival. you got to get a chance. I don't admire that, but at least he's doing what he needs to do. And if he would deny it, two string, I, I wouldn't believe him for a minute. Right. you got to eat. Because they're not, they're not going to put anybody uh, to the left of Attila the Hunt on the ear on Cheap Channel. And if they have anybody on there who is or doesn't goose up the company line, they're going to be gone. When in doubt, squeeze them out. Like zits, when in doubt, right. squeeze them out. Carter to campaign with Dean in Georgia, former vice president, a former vice president, a former president. I know it's pretty embarrassing. Jimmy Carter will offer words of praise for Howard Dean when the Democratic frontrunner attends church services with him in Georgia on the eve of the Iowa caucuses. Aides to the two men said uh, yesterday. Dean campaign manager Joe Trippi said they didn't expect Carter to make an endorsement, but they were excited about appearing with the former president so close to voting in Iowa. Carter has said he will not express any preference about who should be the nominee or any sexual preference either. A show of support from Carter could boost Dean's appeal in the South. Carter, a Baptist, could also help Dean in recent effort to appeal to religious voters. Carter's son, Chip, has also been campaigning for Dean in Iowa. You know Chip Carter, the one with, like, one ear where his left eye is supposed to be? No. Well, that's a Southern thing, you know, kind of like uh, Chelsea Clinton. And Banjo Boy. And Banjo Boy. They're all from the same, they have the same family tree. <laughs> and they grew up in a tree house, I think. But now there's something about the Deep South. I know a lot of you think I'm making that crap up, but just uh, kind of look around you. Although here, this ain't this ain't exactly the same. You have to drive like out in the country to see the deep south. Go north south. to yeah. get into the deep south. That's right. Go north up into like Okeechobee, not too far north, or Pahokee. Or like maybe uh, get out there on the alligator rally and stop in Immokalee and have some good uh, Indian cuisine. Just keep going until you smell the fart smoke. That, uh, that corn. You know that, uh, what do they call that? Barbecued corn. You ever have that? Yeah. Where they absolutely. put the corn in a, a tinfoil and put uh-huh. it on a barbecue. I sure. love that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like almost burnt. Right on. Isn't that great? It is. I love that. It probably causes cancer, but I like it a lot. But then again, what what does? Is there anything that doesn't cause cancer? Life no. causes cancer. Right. Plus all that crap we discovered. They've been uh, forcing us to eat all the meat, the byproducts, and the mung, and the oh the steroids and uh, the wow. cannibalized cows and the hormone-fed uh, all them chickens that are just jammed in there, all stressed out. And we're eating it. I do like my steak though, Ruth Chris. Night before I came back here, man, I had a meal of Ruth Chris that would knock your socks off. I had those sautéed mushrooms, mm. the French onion soup with the thick cheese baked on top. Oh, I love that. And I had me a ribeye steak, medium well. See, at Ruth Chris, when you order a steak, and I told him, hold the butter, because the butter makes me crap my brains out. And you don't need the butter. I like the butter. Well, that's because you don't have any uh, stomach problem with it. I yes. do. Well, you know my tender stomach. But uh, you don't need it. It was so juicy and so delicious. That's one of the best hunks of meat I've ever had in my mouth. Believe you me. Oh, this story from yesterday, which of course nobody is talking about because nobody cares, because we just we just uh, roll over and play dead. Okay, whatever you guys say. Supreme Court upholds police roadblocks. Oh, I saw Aren't that. Aren't you excited yeah. about that? <laughs> Great. The Supreme Court, those Nazi bastards on the Supreme Court ruled yesterday, the people who gave you George W. Bush in the election, that police may set up roadblocks to collect tips about crimes, rejecting concerns that authorities might use the checkpoints to fish for unrelated suspicious activity. The 6-3 decision allows officers to block traffic and ask motorists for help in solving crimes. Critics have complained that authorities might misuse the power, disguising dragnets as informational checkpoints. 
In other words, maybe they just want to frisk you. Maybe mm-hmm. they want to, like, uh, you know, do a little body cavity search. Let the dog sniff like your butt. Yeah, let the dog snip your uh, parts, your privates. Roadblocks are used for a variety of investigations. For example, in 2002, police used them to try to produce leads in the Elizabeth Smart kidnapping in Utah and the sniper shootings in the Washington, D.C. area, but the Supreme Court has limited their use. Although the justices have allowed random sobriety checkpoints to detect drunken drivers like Diana Ross and uh, and uh, what was his name, Peter Worrell, do you know that he got his license suspended five years here and it like didn't even make the newspaper? No. What a nice cover-up they did. And then they just uh, kind of like shipped him out of town. And I understand. I want to tell you who told me. I don't want to say it. Uh, they ruled in 2000 that roadblocks intended for drug search- searches are an unreasonable invasion of privacy under the Constitution. In Tuesday's decision, Justice Breyer, who makes a dandy ice cream, said that the short stops of very few minutes at most are not too intrusive on motorists, considering the value in crime-solving. Police may hand out flyers or ask drivers to volunteer information. <laughs> that oh, man. Five minutes at most you, per car. You will cooperate, man. Per car. Yeah, like like in July here, like on a nice day when it's 98 degrees in the shade and the humidity, and you roll down the window, it's like, uh, right. uh, and you're like polishing from you're it. stuck behind 50 cars. Right. Each taking five minutes. That's right. So what's a few minutes out of your time? If you ain't got nothing to hide, mister... You illegal alien, you. I'm only hiding my By the way, you should like Bush. He's going to let you stay. Funny. For a few months until you finish picking them tomatoes. Let's see. uh, Otis, what does this say? Otis, the town drunk on the Andy Griffith show. Otis? Otis? Otis. Well, they spelled it with two T's, with two titties on there, but it's with one T. Otis, the town drunk. So how are you going to put that down? Otis, the town drunk? Sure. Okay. Our poll today, if you tuned in midstream, wonder what the hell we're babbling about. We're all over the place, which is the way you will continue to do it, in spite of that faxer who wasted an enormous amount of time and energy typing out at great length a, a plea for me to do the show just exactly the way they want so they can goose up and we can get that liberal asshole fag off the air. Ain't going to happen. What was your favorite all-time TV character? Not actor, not actress, not show. Homer Simpson, 31. They like the old homo. Archie Bunker, 29. Al Bundy, 28. Kramer, 14. Hawkeye Pierce, 11. Oh, some of these shows. Uh, Cartman, 10. Basil Fawlty, 10. Basil Fawlty's got 10? Okay. That was a okay show. I didn't see it. Decent enough. Ed in Fort Lauderdale says, Napoleon Solo. Who? Napoleon Solo. That was uh, Robert Vaughn. Or was it the other one? From what? From a long time ago. Robert Vaughn and David McCallum. What was the name of the show? I Spy? No, that was Bill Cosby and uh, oh, yeah. Bill Bixby. Robert Culp. It'll come to me. Is it a detective show? Yeah. Oh, no wonder. No, it was a good show. Robert Vaughn, David McCallum, and uh, David McCallum was a pretty interesting looking guy for a Brit. Blonde hair. Kind of cute. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. You can't say a guy is cute, can you? No. Okay. You can. Tom Brady's cute. Yeah, fags can say it. That's one of the blessings of being in a fag. Oh, look at that guy. He's pretty hot. Uh, I don't know the name of the show, but we'll find out. It'll be embarrassing to me when somebody will call you. Napoleon Solo. Well, you can put down Napoleon Solo. We don't need the name of the goddamn show to put it on the poll. Let's get with it. Uh, let's see. Gotta add Fred Sanford. For our, now see, look at this. For our Latinos, Chico. I said one, you know, Freddie Prince. How's Freddie doing, by the way? You don't like his son. You hate him, don't you? Do you hate him? His son? No, I don't hate him. Do you He's hate just, Freddie Prince Jr. worse than, uh, uh, what's his name that you hate so much? I don't hate Freddie Prince. Who's Jr. the one that you hate so much? Christian Slater. Christian Slater. <laughs> Who do you hate most? I don't hate Freddie Prince. Jr. Or Lorenzo Lamas. Which He's one do you hate the most? Nothing. Which one do you despise the most? Lorenzo. Lorenzo Lamas. I think you're jealous because he used to look so sure. goddamn good. Okay, yeah, he used I'll, to. I'll tell you one thing. No, he don't look so great anymore. 
Well, that show's not on anymore, is it? Anyway, no. What was that show? Was that Who's Hot? Are You Hot? Are You Hot? That, now, that was a good show for and you. And he's the reason Setting it got him canned. aside. No, it was, he was not the reason. He's the one that ripped off Howard, got the suit, and had to there. cancel it. There were some right? very hot people on that show. And nobody with a brain wants to see this survivor crap and people eating muskrats and uh, cockroaches and all this other crap. It was a people good want idea. to see hot people as naked as they can see them. Except for him. Well, I wouldn't have mind seeing him naked a few years ago. He was in that movie where he was wrestling them snakes. Well, you can get in your time machine. And wasn't he on Falcon Crest? Yes. He was... Snake Eater. Pristine. Lorenzo Tattoos Lamas. From head to Plus, toe. he's one of your people. He's a spick. I mean, not your category, but what are, they're Spaniards, aren't they? I don't know. Fernando Lamas? He, I think he Lamas Lapinas. Oh, he don't, have, he don't have as big of a neck as most of them Lamas. 27 past noon at 560 WQAM. Hey, you know what I would drink this morning for breakfast in here? My Enterex Diabetic. This is the only thing that's going to keep me alive now that I'm back. Did we get that other case of that chocolate yet? No. We will. I got a case of something. No, seriously. I'm, I'm telling you, I need a lot more of that. You better get on Troy Stratford's ass. Oh, it's crowded. Just straddle it. Enterex Diabetic. I had it for my breakfast. In fact, I'm going to have me one for lunch right now. I'm replacing two meals a day with that while I'm here. You believe me? I am. Okay. Breakfast and lunch. Anyway, it's the most fantastic meal replacement drink that just happens to be made for people who have diabetes, but anybody who wants to cut down their sugar intake can drink it and enjoy it. It tastes damn good. It's sweetened with Splendid. Believe me, you'll taste the difference because almost all of the other drinks are sweetened with aspartame and saccharin. they got that nasty, chalky aftertaste. Not Enterex Diabetic. It's got a long, complicated name, but it's worth uh, checking out. Recommended by doctors and dietitians for people who can't sacrifice proper nutrition just because they're in a hurry. In fact, you can pick up Enterex Diabetic all over town now. It's becoming so popular. Pick it up at Publix, Walgreens, Eckerd's, Navarro, Sedano's, CVS, other local pharmacies as well. Enterex Diabetics, a completely balanced nutritional supplement that provides all the essential vitamins and minerals needed for a healthy life, plus fiber and antioxidants, yet it's low in saturated fat and cholesterol. Enterex Diabetic is also gluten-free and lactose-free. An 8-ounce can provides 237 calories of easily digested nutrition. Try Enterex Diabetic once. You'll never, ever, trust me when I tell you, go back to the crap you were drinking before. And the makers are so sure you're just going to love it that they're giving away free full-size samples in vanilla and chocolate flavor to anybody who calls them at their toll-free number. 1-866-368-3739 or faster yet, order for yourself on their website, interexdiabetic.com, and then just click on free samples. Tell them that old Neil sent you by for the delicious one, and when you mention my name, you'll get an additional special gift too. Call that toll-free number today. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy this stuff. It tastes great. Call 1-866-368-3739. Live, live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Push. Oscar Madison. Oscar Madison, George. Got it. Look out, Saddam Hussein. Look out, Saddam Hussein. George Bush has got your name. Look out, Saddam Hussein. And he says, we know. We know just what you're doing. Look out, Saddam Hussein. You've been a very naughty boy. A very naughty boy. Trying to build a bunch of news. Oh, Saddam, he'll get you.
Be afraid. Be very afraid. See, there's no trip you wear in right, so there. there. And of course, what I told Scott Jr. that, you know what he did? He sat right where you are and he stared at the uh, monitor there for like two minutes. Maybe he was looking for the trip cue. Yeah. No, he just sat there. He still like he was going to will it into the uh, machine. He he just stared, kind of like that. His head cocked off to the side like a bird, like a cockatoo, and he just uh, stared at it. And the screen too. He's bizarre. Anyway, he's still around, huh, Scott Jr. So we had an update from Mo this morning. He talked to Pharrell last week. And Pharrell is, uh, what did he say he was doing? He said he's doing like one, I don't understand that. He's doing one day a week on the Man Cow Show in Chicago. Is that what he said? I thought that's what he said, and then he's doing something else. I don't know what he's doing. We, we wish him well. But, uh, you know, one of those things. Sonny Crockett, Miami Vice. Sonny Crockett. Okay. No candidate, Davy Crockett. I Fix think... the cue on that. You can play it again now. No, thanks. I don't think Sonny Crockett ever wore a coon skin cap. Like Davy Crockett. Only a pastel. Tucker, who's a regular faxer and usually pretty perspicacious, but really just ain't listened too carefully, says, I think I picked a winner. Jim uh, Rockford from the Rockford Files. Somebody beat you to it, uh, Tucker. Good choice, I guess. I never was uh, crazy about that show. I, in fact, I didn't like that show at all. Really? That's the only detective show I no. ever gave a chance to. Well, there you to. go. You probably also watched The Catch a Thief with Robert Wagner and uh, what's your name? A little bit. Bad. Rockford Files was good. He was a sad sack. He was. He lived in a trailer. Robert Wagner? Yeah. Robert Wagner, man, there's another guy that used to look, oh, man, so Robert good Fox. that it was scary until he threw Natalie overboard. But um, he, he he could be the worst actor, I mean, big-name actor, of anybody who was, like, really successful. He's so stiff. Right, flat. He he was in a movie that uh, Kevin Bacon later played the role. They remade the movie about where he throws the, uh, he gets married, and he throws the uh, girl off the uh, top of the building. And then he uh, goes after her sister for the money. He marries this. That wasn't daughter. a Kevin Bacon movie. That was a Matt Dillon movie. Like I said, Matt Dillon uh, redid the uh, the, re- the remake. What was the name of the movie? But uh, the original was uh, with Robert Wagner. A kiss before dying. Oh, I can't believe it! That is unbelievable. Don't ask me how Holy I know that. Holy cow! That is it. shocking. That's almost like I remember my uh, frequent flyer Delta number. That is beyond belief. And the girl was Sean Young. Wow! Holy crap! I'm going to track. Everybody squat and drop a big one. Wow! That was amazing. <laughs> that's it. I'm a, done. A piss before, a kiss before dying. That's very good. It was. It was uh, I'm trying to remember the the one with Robert Wagner. I, don't I never saw the original. Uh, well, guess what? I got my handy book over here. You don't have to play that. I got. Oh, <laughs> I got CD all got cranked up just in case. Let's see. A kiss. Now is it going to be under? I guess it'll be under A, right? A. How's it going, eh? And believe me, they do say that. Remember what Fonzie said. You know, the funny part, hey, the funny part of it is, uh, uh, the women do it too. <laughs> when the guys do I know it, that. You, you I've been to Canada. It, but the women say the same thing. I can't believe it. They're you pretty know, easy lay, you're, eh? You're sitting around talking at, uh, at uh, lunch or dinner in a restaurant. You know what they're all talking about? I give up. Hockey. Oh. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not joking you. Let's see. Kiss daddy goodbye. Kiss daddy goodnight. Kiss daddy's ass. The kiss. Uh, a kiss before dying. Gold digger Wagner uh, kills one rich sister, Joanne Woodward. See, I mean, to compare Matt Dillon, well, Robert Wagner, Robert Wagner was actually pretty good in this. But generally speaking, his acting performances were incredibly stiff. I mean, the, day, the day that they put him in the ground, you'll be hard-pressed to see the difference between the before and after. He, I mean, a stiff by any other name would die the same. He, but, boy, he sure looked good then. 
1956, that's 47 years ago. A lot of people look good 47 years ago. Look at you, George. Yeah, right. Anyway, Christine. he uh, kills one weird sister, romances the other. Effective thriller marred only by a somewhat wan performance from Leith. Who's Leith? Virginia Leith. Wagner's terrific, though, from Ira Levin's novel, remade in 1991. So the remake, oh, here it is, lackluster thriller ruined by the double casting of Young, that's uh, Sean Young, as wealthy twin sisters romanced by murderous dad, Dylan. Stick with the 56 version of Ira Levin's story. Matt Dillon, Sean Young, Max von Sydow. Ah. Ooh, from The Exorcist. See, Father Marin. You know, if you folks out there, seriously. Emperor Ming. I mean, we did all our shows on the movies. I'm just getting sidetracked with this, but... There are so many of those movies from, like, the, the 70s and 80s. Right. That if you didn't see them, you really need to. You need to go to Blockbuster. No, oh, oh sorry. Well, what's the, Hollywood what's Video, right over here. Go to, like I said, Hollywood Video. Do not go to Blockbuster because they used to suck Wayne's ass. Uh, go to, and, and plus, Blockbuster censors the videos anyway. Correct. Oh, geez. So go get your DVDs and your BVDs at the Hollywood Video or some other place. Exorcist. Right. Because there are people who haven't seen it. And on DVD, they've got the new one with the added scenes where she's falling down the backwards down the stairs. They do, however, need to put it in a different part of the store. They need to put it into the comedy section now. What's that? Exorcist. Why? Because that's what people do with it now. They look at it, and they put the pea soup, and they laugh at it. No. Yeah. Wrong. I'm telling you. It's not a funny movie. Yeah, it is. Why? It's a panic. The no, head's spinning around. It's not funny. Pea soup. No, it's not but funny. Jesus. That's because you didn't see when it first came out. It's a panic. Right. No. Exactly. No, I see. Comedy. Just, no, it's not funny. Sure it is. You know something? You're going to burn in hell. I'm going to tell you that right now, mister. You son of a bitch. You're going to burn in hell. But the power of Christ compels you. 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 Okay, well, no matter what section it's in, just go find it. Yeah, we got the name the man from Uncle. Thank you. We've had 4,000 faxes on that. Thank you. What are some of the other movies? Network, which you don't, you're not that crazy about. I love Network. It's just, uh, it's I, just what? I can't get other people excited about it. I, I can't get anybody excited about it. I don't know why. People in this audience. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! In fact, uh, I know we've done that poll. Have we, have we ever done that poll? Favorite character from the movies? I think so. We have? That's why we had that argument the first time. About what? The difference between a, a character and the portrayal of a character. Oh, that's right. Howard Beale, I'm sure he didn't get too many votes. He got a few from Network. I mean, what's not to like? I think it goes over people's heads. Really? Sure. How, how can it go after over people's heads when it goes on here and yells Bullshit? How can well, that there's be? There's no explosions. Oh, I see. That's right. There's no. Yeah, right. That's right. There's no Arnold in it. No. Uh, right. No Sly Stallone. There's a killing. There's nipples. No Brad Pitt. And death. No Meg Ryan. They say nigger. You say it. 20 to 1 at 560 WQM. Hey, I'll tell you what, no matter what you say, no matter what you are, they love your money. I mean, they love to see you at the Emerald Coast. That's right, they'll take your money, but boy, they'll put out a feast for you, the likes of which you have never seen. Emerald Coast has got three South Florida locations, and boy, if you want to party in your pants, if you want to spend a lot of time on your throne, just go and buck up at the Emerald Coast because it really is a fantastic feast. Start out with any of their six different soups, or all of them if you like, if you're a real pig. Then you've got dozens and dozens of succulent entrees to suck on, like... New York Strip made to order in their sizzling Asian grill, their new seafood Saint Jacques, oysters on a half shell, and Alaskan stone crab, middle neck clams, jumbo shrimp scampi, big fat ones, and now for the first time ever, steamed Maine lobster on the weekends at the Emerald Coast. And to try the uh, hand carved prime rib, their new Thai specialties too. Keep in mind, no MSG, no cornstarch, no crapola, and they cook only with cholesterol-free oils, so you get really fine cuisine 
and a lot of it, too. Everything is fresh as well because the stuff isn't sitting there getting soggy for hours like most of those other so-called buffets. And the buffet at the Emerald Coast features a full salad bar, the new sushi bar, fresh rim cocktail, too. And if you have any room left at the end of the meal, just kind of like pace yourself, save a little room. It's well worth it for the dessert station featuring Belgian waffles. In fact, isn't this your dessert station? Right. I think it is. Featuring Belgian waffles, pies, cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and even fresh fruit. They even be having watermelon just about all the time, so hop on in, hop aboard. Emerald Coast, you'll find them in Sunrise, Pine Island near 44th Street, Collins Avenue just north of 163rd in North Miami Beach, and at the intersection of Flamingo Roads and Pembroke Road in Pembroke Pines. Take the entire family, the entire orifice, or a business luncheon, whatever it might be, and let the folks at Emerald Coast cook up a fantastic feast for you. When you walk in, you'll practically get dizzy looking at all that fantastic, fresh, delicious stuff. Take out a delivery available, too. Call 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822. It is unbeatable, the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAN. To the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Call me Ishmael. Capitol Hill Records and Tapes is proud to introduce Al Gore's Books on Tape. You'll hear Al Gore, politician and public speaker, breathe life into such classics as Moby Dick. Nothing particular to interest me on shore. A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. He'll bring all the chills and eerie darkness of Edgar Allan Poe. Take thy beak from out of my heart, and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven, nevermore. Listen to Al Gore bring out the sexual tension in the steamy novels of Danielle Steele. And I knew from the moment he caressed my tender skin that someday we'd be together forever. So don't waste your time or strain your eyes reading books for yourself. Ship ahoy, hast seen the white whale, so cried Ahab. Available now at a Barnes & Noble bookstore near you. Can we uh, try that again with a little more feeling? What is wrong with my delivery? I am a trained political speaker. So Al Gore and Bill Bradley have endorsed uh, Howard Dean. Right. And Tom Harkin. Jimmy Carter's kind of giving him a kiss on the cheek. No, they're going to hold hands. Oh. And pray. Seriously, he's not going to endorse them, but they're going to hold hands. Say, so okay, we're not going to say it, but this is going to give you a clue. are going to grind a little bit. Right. In fact, he's going to put on like a little wig. He's going to borrow one of Moe's pieces, and he's going to be Mrs. Dean for a few days. Well, yeah, why not? They're all bitching about, well, where's Mrs. Dean? Well, who the hell gives a crap? Where's Mrs. Gebhardt? Where's Mrs. Uh, Mosley, Mosley Brown? Maybe she's got a Mrs., right? Where's Mrs. Sharpton? We've seen that bitch? No. So why, why do they got to single him out? Because he's in front. Because he's the leader. That's right, because they're all, like, uh, crawling on his ass. King of the mountain. And up it and in it. Where's everybody else? Where's Jew Lieberman's wife? Oh, that's right. Her name is uh, Hadassah. Yeah. She's so Jewish. Oh, Hadassah. Hadassah with a schmutz on her. Yeah. And his kids' names are Menorah and Sitzes. 5670560. Oh, 
pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. If Jew Lieberman wins, free halava for everybody. Oh. Free hamantash in every Purim. Oh. By the way, speaking of Purim, when is it? Look on the calendar real quick. And, uh, last year, we really got screwed up. Of course, this year, I probably won't be here, which is good. There's plenty of good delis in uh, Toronto. And there's plenty of Jews in Toronto, too. Lots of Jews, lots of fangs, lots of Pakis, lots of Indians, lots of chinks, lots of you name it, whatever you like. Lots of a few white people. What does it say on there? In February or March is Purim. February or March. February. You don't find no Purim yet? By the way, next Monday we got a little bit of a dilemma here. You do know that, don't you? No. You don't see no Purim on there? Oh, I know where no. I'll find it. Uh, one moment, please. Oh, I didn't bring it in my little blue book. I'll bring it tomorrow. I'll find out. Yeah, look it up. Speaking of that, speaking of next Monday, is Martin Luther King Day? North Carolina County to fly Confederate flag the next Monday. Now, see, that headline makes it sound like really controversial, but when you read the rest of it, it's not quite so hysterical. Uh, Sanford, North Carolina. Lee County will fly Confederate flag at its courthouse in honor of Robert E. Lee's birthday on January 19th, the same day as Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Ooh. Now, who do you like better, Robert E. Lee or Pinky Lee? Or Brenda Lee? Lee Majors. Or, uh... Lee Allen, or Lee Getty, Fowler. Getty Lee. The Robert E. Lee Society has flown the first national Confederate flag at the courthouse on January 19 for the past decade. The overlap has happened only once in the last 17 years. Commissioners in uh, Lee County, North Carolina, that is, not Florida, named after the Confederate general, decided without discussion on uh, Monday to allow the flag, uh, the flag to fly. Said, let the flag fly. Maybe he's a flying uh, mattress. The flag has got three red and white stripes and a blue square with 11 stars and is not the St. Andrew's cross flag most associated with the wartime South. Not even the same flag. Right. Black Civic Church and NAACP leaders have said the Robert E. Lee Society has every right to celebrate its heroes, and one leader said it's not even a controversy in Sanford. Well, thank God for that, okay? So why even write the article? Huh? What's the point? Yeah, They're trying to stir the pot again, stir the pot. That one with the X, the stars and bars, is the Confederate battle flag. Not I the, see. Not the flag of the Confederate Them's States. Them's fighting words, huh? Let's see, Napoleon Solo, the man from Uncle, Frank Barone is the character's name on Raymond. Frank Barone. Got it? Say, who is Frank? And everybody loves Raymond. Frank Barone. Now, this one, Paul says his choice is Buffy. Okay. Okay, no, nothing wrong with Buffy. How about Muffy? Incidentally, if Dean is comparable to George McGovern in 72, then who do you think will play the parts of Nixon, Agnew, and Ford? People forget what happened to Agnew. You mean resigning in disgrace? And then, of course, he died. But I'm betting on Cheney to be forced out after he uh, gets indicted. Imagine the scramble for the VP to resign in time to swear in another in time to succeed Bush when he resigns after Dean wins so that Gerald Ford's character can, can pardon them all. Very good. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. How's that poll coming? A lot of votes. A lot of votes. We could have thousands on here. What's your all-time favorite TV character? Homer Simpson, 39. Al Bundy, 35, Archie Bunker, 35, Kramer, 19, Basil Fawlty, 16, Hawkeye Pierce, 15, Cartman, 14, Tony Soprano, 13, Lucy Ricardo, 10. Seven for Bobby, uh, Baby Stewie and Baba Bowie. Ed Norton's got seven. Detective Arthur Dietrich's got six. James Rockford, six. From the Rockford Files, you'd think he'd had a thousand, man. They're so, I, I don't know, that's a pretty weak show. Uh, Columbo, six. For example, right there, if I had to choose between Columbo and the Rockford Files, no, no choice. Well, you, never, you said you never watched the Rockford Files. I mean, I watched it once or twice. He got beat up a lot, and they had I great didn't like chase the show. scenes. I didn't like the show. I, I liked Columbo. Show. Columbo was fun. 
Yeah, that too. Who do you like better, Peter Falk or uh, James, uh, what's his name? James Garner. Garner. How about Errol, Stan Errol Stanley Garner? Who? Perry Mason, Earl Stanley Garner. Uh, Columbo 6, Captain Kirk 5, Red Foreman 4, George Foreman and Red Fox. Larry uh, David 4, Sergeant Schultz 4, Barney Fife 4. Mm -hmm. uh, Reverend Jim, uh, Jim Ignatowski 3, Perry Mason 3, Dr. Heathcliff uh, Huxtable 3, Herman Munster 3, Jethro Bodine 3, Fred Sanford 3. Mr. Spock's got a pair, and boy, are they big. Beaver Cleaver 2, Louis De Palma 1, or Big and or Green, Fonzie 1, J.R. Ewing 1, Frank Cannon. I wonder what he drank. Frank Cannon 1, Uncle. See, I told you I voted for Frank Cannon because nobody else would, and they won't. Right. Come on, somebody else, please vote for Frank Cannon. He's dead. William Conrad, he was great. Uncle Arthur 1, Otis the uh, Town Drunk 1, Edith Bunker 1, 1 for Oscar Madison, none for Alexis Carrington, Napoleon Solo, even though we've had 4,000 faxes about the man from Uncle, and... Uh, none for Sonny Crockett on 284. You got Buffy on there now? Yes. Good. Grr, arg. Al Franken signs with Liberal Radio. You excited about that? Yeah, okay, why not? Says they haven't got a name or a launch date yet, but the entrepreneurs who dream of launching a Liberal Radio network have just landed themselves a lead man, comedian, best-selling author Al Franken, who's much better in print, by the way. Mm. He is. I know, while well, he's got time to think. Progress Media is planned to announce, uh, oh, left, uh, I see. Why are they putting that on today's website? I don't get it. Well, they announced yesterday that they reached an agreement with Franken to host a live three-hour daily broadcast that would form the uh, anchor of the programming schedule, according to people familiar with the matter. In an interview, Franken said the format of the show was still evolving, but he said it w he was certain that it would not be akin to that used by his rival Rush Limbaugh, which Franken described as non-guested confrontation. He has nobody on the show, but it's confrontation, Franken said. His show is just him railing for three hours. Well, that's what his audience wants to hear, Al. I hate to break the news to you. Well, there are a few setup calls in there, aren't there? Yeah, from inside the building. Franken said he planned to use a mix of interviews, calls from listeners, and scripted comedy. He said he planned to have a co-host with long experience in radio, but he said that rule hadn't been finalized yet. Franken had long been rumored to be interested in a deal with Progress Media, the startup company that's assembling radio stations in town for a radio network to challenge conservative talk show powerhouses like Rush. But Franken had been holding off in recent months, partly to promote his hot-selling book, Lies and the Lying Liars Who Tell Them, and partly because he had reservations about the previous owners of the venture. Things got more serious in terms of putting together stations and money to make this possible with a change in ownership, he said. Last November, the company was bought by an investment group led by Mark Walsh, former AOL executive and advisor of the Democratic National Committee from the venture capitalist Sheldon Anita Drobny. And it goes on about he did this and this one did that and yada, yada, yada. The network even has to decide yet on a name. Last month, the company indicated we'll call the radio network Central Air, which sounds like something for your house, you know, when the uh, AC goes mm -hmm. on. Central Air, they'll fix it for you. But Walsh said yesterday the company is no longer certain to be using that name. Uh, putting Franken in the midday time slot of noon to 3 p.m. Eastern is a direct challenge to Limbaugh, whose hugely successful show occupies the same slot. Franken, whose earlier book was called Rush Limbaugh's a Big Fat Idiot, said he plans to call up his nemesis for advice on his own show, since Limbaugh's often said he wonders why new radio hosts don't seek out his counsel. I'll ask him advice, how he approaches the show, how he frames an issue. How if he it, gets his drugs. If it doesn't happen, it'll be very understandably because he won't take my call, Franken said. Yada, yada. So he's going to be on noon to 3 somewhere. Oh, boy, that's two hours against us. Can we handle that? No. No. Like Miss Fudd said, we're done. But keep the checks coming, thank you. That's all we care about. Like, in fact, even Joe Rose said to me this morning, he said, you know what, you're right. Take the money to the bank. See, I, some of these people around here are slow learners. I told that to Mo yesterday. I'm t I told that to all of these guys. 
Mad Dog learned real fast. All right. Take the money to the bank, and they all thank me for uh, instructing him. It's all, it's all, all the rest of it is just window dressing. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Pretty good. I have one for the fall. Okay. Norm from Cheers. Okay, you got it, man. Uh, hold on. Has he got a last name? Uh, we'll just put Norm with Cheers in there. Uh, uh, one more thing. Yes. You know the Howard Dean's wife is Jewish, right? Howard Dean's wife is Jewish? Yeah. Uh, that's correct. Okay. And Wesley Clark's father's Jewish. Oh, that's true. The whole world is Jewish. <laughs> yeah. The Pope's Jewish. Okay. The Pope is Jewish. Mahatma Gandhi was Jewish. Jesus Christ was Jewish. Al uh, Hibbler was Jewish. Right. Fonzie. Al Jolson was Jewish. Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman was Jewish. Humphrey Bogart. Frank Sinatra. Ron Popeil. Five six seven oh Mickey Mouse. Five six seven oh five sixty Walt Disney. Pound five sixty uh, Charles Lindbergh. On the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. Adolf Hitler. Uh see, leave it to George to screw it all up. You just you cannot although the rumors are though that he did have like a, a grandparent or yes, something. Indeed, that he was, was self hating. Adolf Schickelgruber was his real name. Yes it was. Then when he got his own radio show it became Adolf Hitler and then he and uh, Rush inherited the show. WQAM. QAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. For the poll, all time greatest T V character. Yes. Alf. Alf is excellent. He's been making a bit of a comeback lately on the commercials. Go. What's not to like? Exactly. Thanks, Pally. Thank you. See ya. Alf, if you don't like him, just step on him. Kind of like Maddie Bell. Just step on his little ass. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Boy, it's really a shock to me to see what married life has done to Miguel. Wow. Boy, he looks bad. He's aging badly. Just wait till that baby shows up. Oh, man. Just wait till she pops. Woo-wee. Just wait till he's a pop. He is becoming real ugly real fast. I think since Doreen got uh, blown out. What? He's starting to age real fast since, since we lost Doreen. Since he lost his other... Uh, Maybe she was taking the wrinkles out of His him. other arm. His other appendage. Poor Doreen. Won't see her no more. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. we got that big one to two hour coming up. we got the Mad Dog at two. The Humper is at Crystal Palace today. What a lucky stiff he is, man. Plunging his guts out, probably eating up a storm, and I didn't get out. You don't let me forget Friday. I want to see his ass on Friday. The rest of them I can wait till next week. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. Avant to two hour. Hi, Vey. A girl that I was going with down in New Orleans walking side by side.
1015 WQM. This article here on CNN.com is where maybe you want to give up. Americans like Bush's qualities, Paul says. They like a liar. They like yeah. a bozo. They like somebody who goes and wants to know where the cheeseburgers are. Yet Democrats said they have edge on many domestic issues. In other words, the issues, not on the terrorism, though, on the world events, they want to, mm-hmm. they like him. They like the cowboy. They like the gunslinger. We're going to go and smoke them out of their holes, baby, out of those spider holes. In fact, how about Spider-Man? Okay. Two-thirds of Americans think President Bush has the right personal qualities for the presidency, yet nearly half or more think the Democratic Party would do a better job on major domestic issues, according to another poll. We got polls up the ass, man. God. A CNN USA Today Gallup poll released yesterday interviewed a 1,000-plus adult Americans last weekend on Bush and national issues ranging from environment to security. The poll indicated that Bush's favorable standing with most Americans on his personal qualities is the main reason for his job approval rating of 59% in the most recent poll and similar high marks in other polls. Everybody loves a liar. The poll also showed that 55% of those interviewed agree with Bush on issues that matter to them. Oh, my God. Is that the book? Holy crap! Oh, who, who sent that? Bring that in here right away. Even Freaky Carlos gets high marks for rushing that right in. Somebody actually brought me a copy of the book. I would have paid him for it. It's hard. Cover. Oh, it's hard. And the book, too. That's what Carlos said. He said he was squeezing it because it was hard. Who is this from? There must. There's a note inside. Uh, it's from uh, Green Van Dave. Thank you, Green Van Dave. You're the best, man. Yeah, he is the best. He's great. Who's Green Van Dave? He's got a green van. Oh, and? Guess why? Why? Because they painted it green. Do you, you know who this is? Yeah, he's uh, stopped by and uh, brought us things before. He's great. Yes. Here's the book, a brand new, my own personal copy. In fact, this hour, instead of with a stupid poll, I could read some excerpts from this real quick, because you know me. This vivid, unfolding narrative is like no other book that's been written about the Bush presidency or any that's likely to be written soon. At its core are the candid assessments of former U.S. Treasury, uh, Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill for two years of the administration's top economic official, a principal of the National Security Council, and a tutor to the new president. He's the only member of Bush's innermost circle to leave and then to agree to speak frankly about what's really been happening outside the White House. O'Neill's account is supported by Susskind's interviews with many participants in the administration, by transcripts of meetings, by voluminous documents that cover most areas of domestic and foreign policy. The result is a disclosure of breadth and depth unparalleled for an ongoing presidency. As readers are taken to the very epicenter of government, this newsmaking volume offers a definitive view of the characters and conduct of Bush and his closest advisors as they manage crucial domestic policies and global strategies at a time of life-and-death crises. Ron Suskind was the Wall Street Journal's senior national affairs reporter from 93 to 2000, won the Pulitzer Prize for feature writing while working there. He's recently attracted national attention with his groundbreaking articles about the Bush White House. He writes for Esquire, New York Times Magazine, other national publications, appears frequently as correspondent on PBS Network News. He's author of the best-selling and critically acclaimed A Hope in the Unseen and a distinguished visiting scholar at Dartmouth College, lives in D.C. with his wife and two sons. How do you like that? Thanks again, uh, Green uh, Van Dave. Dave Van, uh, was it Dave Van Boring that brought it in? Dave Van Green. Dave Van Green. I'll be damned. Oh, and look at that. Look what they do now. Oh, look w- at that. What do they do? They stick oh, the... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the Framus. They don't do that in, in uh, Toronto. The electro doohickey. They stick the little uh, UPC thing. Right, they bury it. They bury it in the middle of the book so you can't uh, scrape it off because they don't trust anybody. Where did, where did this come from? It won't say. Walden Books. Really? It was in a Walden Books bag, so I can only presume. Oh, thanks a lot again, Green uh, Van Green Dave. Van Boring. 
What a guy. How much did this cost? I would like to have paid him like 26 bucks plus tax. About how many, how much it cost? About 30, man. Holy crap. And he brought it into me without, uh, no questions at 39 bucks in Canada. Eh? Oi. And the Canadian dollar is worth almost 80 cents now. God damn it. Damn you, Bush. Man. Uh, almost a buck 28 on the euro, which used to be like about a year and a half ago, 92 cents. A euro and a half ago? Yeah, a euro and a half ago used to be 92 cents. Now it's 128. Two years ago today, Canadian dollar, 62 cents. Today, almost 80. Dollar is dropping like a una bamba, una bamba grande. Okay, but let's get back to our pool. I'll peruse this as we go on, but now I got, oh, I got my hands on it. Saves me a trip to a borders. And during that extra 20 minutes or so I'd have spent over there, that's more reading time. In fact, I'll read it on the way home. Sure. Everybody else reads. You got cruise in control, fact, right? In fact, now... Now that we got all these new doohickeys, you know, oh, you got yeah. your little TVs and your your Palm Pilots and your phone that takes the pictures, your all this other stuff. And all that, yeah. Oh yeah, who the hell needs to be paying attention to the road? Can't be bothered by traffic. Everybody used to joke about the thing about having a TV in your car, you know. Well, hey, why not? Now they got the laptops that right. convert to a auto TV. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? Why not? It's auto erotic. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Your all-time favorite TV character. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, gentlemen. Yes, sir. My favorite TV character was T.J. Hooker. He helped me through puberty. Okay. All right. You got him, man. Yeah. See ya. T.J. Hooker, got it? Got it. He said, now any other hooker will do. Latka from Taxi. Oh, no, no, don't put it down. It's a list. I, I, you must have missed out. I will not deal with anybody that sends me a list. I'm not on, only on this pool, any pool. We're just going to schmick can it. It's, it's just stupid. Because because uh, anybody can do that. Oh, here's a list of my favorite 50. Here's a list of 10. What? Who was your all-time favorite TV character? I know it's not easy because there have been many, many millions. About 30, man. But you got to choose one. That's what makes it interesting. Otherwise, That's the word the... favorite means. Right, favorite. Not one of your favorites. Who... Uh, it's like saying, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Well, you know, I like chocolate, but then I like uh, butter rum and butter pecan. I like uh, fish food, you know. I like uh, Hershey bars. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, get with it. Man, it's a sad day. The S-H word keeps coming to mind. The stupid word. What are the Americans going to learn to speak English? In Dade County? In any county. Never. Nunca es el papel en la whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> is that in there? Huh? Oh, yeah, it's in there. SP dash. Dash what? Nunca? No. Oh, yeah, here it is. I knew it was still in there. Nunca eches el papel eches en el, el papel toilet. En la toilet. Porque se tupe. En la what? Sí, en el toilet. Toilet? Oh, man. Let me hear that again. Nunca eches el papel en el toilet porque se tupe. Tengo tanto pellejo que se perdió la punta. No sé si ir al baño o darle cuerda a mi reloj. Tengo mucho pellejo, pero no tengo punta. No tengo pellejo en la punta. Wow. Ay, papá Juan Pablo. Regresa a Canadá, Julio Bastardo. Basta del chupador. Para la guataquería. 
Basta de mamar. Basta de chupeteo. Oye, ¿cómo va? Mi ritmo bueno vamos a... Estoy rangelando el pollo para acá. Oye, ¿cómo va? See, who says we can't be bi on this show, huh? Bisexual, not bilingual. That's for goddamn sure. Uh-oh. <laughs> Look out, Celia. Didn't you like the way she rolled it there at the end? Uh, Bailar. See, if that wasn't a guy, and I'm talking about an ugly monkey-faced guy, there was no there was no woman Celia Cruz. Maybe Charlie Cruz, you know? Or maybe C. Cruz with Frankie Ford. Bailar. That was her favorite thing. She'd whip it out and say, see this? Let's go on a C. Cruz. Maybe to Westland and Hialeah, check out the glory holes. Ten minutes after one at 560. It's a good thing we're laughing and yucking it up today because it's already the end of the show on Wednesday almost. Wait till Friday at this time. Ah, right, whatever. Right this time. Oh, so we no, don't get a bonus. Not... Yeah, big deal. Big stinking deal. It's happened before. And Miss Fudge. You're a good one to talk about ratings, Miss Fudge, okay? You fudge-packing asshole. You know, never twice mm. in a row. What? Have we failed to make the bonus? Never once in a row. Well, the, the summer, once a couple of summers in a row. Right. That was you. Don't say we. Me. Yeah. And on IOD. And not only that, but look at how well we did this summer. Great. Right. In the Sunshine State. So all your bullcrap, Miss Fudge, and all you other right-wing circumvent. Oh, gee, he's losing it. Yeah, lose this. Lose all the crap. Cut the baloney, okay? And lose the end colder blow-up doll, too, while you're at it. Faggot. Hey, if you're in a really dead-end job, if you're underpaid, New Year's resolutions aren't going to make it happen. you got to do something. you got to put your plan into action. Pick up and stay out of radio. Trust me when I tell you. I don't care what that dick says. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 866-FAST-TRAIN. Classes started in January, so they're going on right now. If you're committed and dedicated, Fast Train can help you out in becoming a certified computer professional in just four, count them, four short months. That's right. Get you a new high-paying career in just four short months. The demand, ain't fine that I fear? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, in the Dutch. Adin, dva, tri, no, that's Russian. Ain. Twee. Ain't tweet. Three. The demand for certified computer professionals is an all-time high. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, weekend classes, job placement assistance, financial aid for people who qualify, too. So if you're tired of working your ass off and not making any money, if you're tired of reaching into your pocket and finding nothing in there but a bunch of navel lint, call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com. Whatever you do, don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Hop on it and get yourself a real life and a big fat paycheck. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN and be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is Listen to the sound of John John falling play, augering into the sea. You'd think a multi-millionaire like JFK could afford a better plane. If JFK had more time flying, he would have known. A piper of the cheap and crappy plane that blows. A gun aimed at my head's about the only way I would go. Now Ted's the only one that's left alive today From what they call the Kennedy curse If Dorothy Gilgallin was alive, she'd say Cheer up, it's only gonna get worse 
115 at 560. We got some bad news for all you bushies out there, for all you right wing assholes, for all you bush huggers. Tests show no agent in Iraq mortar shells. Oh, How do you like that? So secret agent man? Tests by Danish and American experts indicate there is no chemical warfare agents in mortar shells unearthed last week. This part of this is chopped off in southern Iraq. But more testing is needed to confirm the findings the military reported today. All right. Maybe they can stick some in there. The preliminary findings cast doubt with these suspicious shells will become the smoking gun, proving that Iraq still maintains supplies of banned chemical weapons when the U.S. and its allies launched the war last March. The U.S.-led Iraq survey group conducted tests on five shells. None of them count zero. Zero, the big O. None of them showed traces even of chemical agents, the Danish Army said in a statement released in beautiful Copenhagen. Based on the test, the experts conclude that none of the shells contain chemical warfare agents, it said, adding that more tests are needed for final confirmation, but don't hold your breath. It is believed the shells, discovered last week by Dennis troops, are from the 1980-88 Iran-Iraq War. And right off the bat, they were uh, hocking here, oh, there's mustard gas, and yada, 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 and see, here's where we found something. Well, guess what? The answer is, uh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. So there's another black mark as they continue line. Arnold the Pig. It says, please add Arnold the Pig from Green Acres. He was a far better actor than any of the others. <laughs> Good point. Excellent job. Let's see. Mork from Ork. He was a dork. Ralph Cramden. How could we leave out Ralph Cramden? We got Ed Norton on there. How could we leave out Ralph Cramden, right? Right. Can you imagine all the great people that have been on the characters and they've left them out so far? Mm-hmm. Zillions. We could do this poll for, for weeks. About 30, man. Right. We won't, though. Who was your all-time favorite TV character? Homer Simpson, 49, like the old homo. Al Bundy, 48. Archie Bunker, 46. Kramer, 23. Hawkeye Pierce, 21. Eric Cartman, 20. Uh, Basil Fawlty, has got about 20. Tony Soprano, 16. Lucy Ricardo. Lucy! She's got 12. James Rockford, 10. Baby Stewie, 9. Ed Norton, 7. Columbo, 7. Detective uh, Arthur Dietrich. How about, um, what was his name? He didn't have a name, did he? He was just number six, Patrick McGowan. Oh, he had a name. That's just what they called him there, but I forget. He was Secret Agent Man. Right. Oh, did he have, have a name? He did. I'll have to look it up. I'll be damned. I'll have the information in an hour. Look up the uh, prisoner. Have the information uh, by midnight. Okay, where did I leave off? Well, we don't need to read all. All the rest are in single digits. Larry David's got six. Whole bunch with seven. Fred Sanford, Captain Kirk, Ed Norton, Reverend Jim Ignatowski. I'm not going to go. There are too many of them. Perry Mason's got the four. How about all Ironsides? Are you people uh, you know, discriminating against people in wheelchairs? Is that yes. it? Yes. Okay. Against hardworking detectives, private dicks in wheelchairs. How about Nero Wolf? Do you ever read any Nero Wolf, Rex Stout? No. Oh. Well, he, he liked those big, uh, what were the flower? Orchids. He was an orchid man. Yeah. Not pansies, orchids. Orchids, right. His good buddy was Way Archie. Archie, five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five. They tried to make a TV show out of that, and boy, it was bad. God, was it bad or yes. what? Woo, Nero Wolf just didn't uh, translate on TV. WQAM. Yeah, how you doing? Buddy? Pretty good, sir. A little fire report from uh, Paul Cash in No Talent this morning. 
guy called in and said he uh, cleans the porno booths, like the peep shows. Yeah. And he goes, oh, God, you got to clean up after Neil Rogers? Yeah. Oh, it was weak. <laughs> and uh, for the uh, poll you're taking, yes, sir. how about Bill Kamal? Anybody that acts that flaming has got to be a good actor. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty, obviously a fag uh, right there. Pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Of course, he was listening to Paulie. Was that telling you? Maybe that's why we didn't do so well in the November trend, me and Paulie, because the fags didn't get the diaries. CBC tightens rules on stock ownership. Business News Network, CNBC. What did I say? CBC. Shame on me. CNBC is enacting tough rules on employees' personal investments, a move journalism experts say could spur a trend at other media outlets, hoping to avoid conflicts of interest among reporters. Well, it's about goddamn time now that we all lost our money based on your lies and bullcrap. I can't believe that Ted David keeps calling the show. You know what? Why? Loves you. He loves me, but, you know, he doesn't understand that it's not a joke. It's it's uh, for real. Is real. Yeah, he doesn't care. That's right, because he said he didn't have one dime in equities. He's got all his money in uh, whatever he said. Bog futures. No, no, seriously, you don't even have any money in equities. So they're on there peddling and hawking and putting all these people on there, putting over this fraud. They're the enablers. They're the people who have enabled all of these people. Just like the dot-com thing. They were loving that on the gambling channel because their ratings were going through the roof. It was like a hobby. Making money. Big hobby every day. Oh, yeah, like all those ads, that Ameritrade thing. Oh, you're the, when they had Clinton on there, remember? Sure. You know, you're doing away with the future, mister. Ba 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 all this other crap. Yeah, let's buy a 30 shares. How many do you want to buy? About 30, man. Yeah. That was all crap. Most of those dot coms are out of business. They're long gone, just like your money. Here comes the bunny. There goes your money. But you do whatever you want, okay? It's your money. Watch it disappear. I know I sure did. WQAM, hello. Hi, I'd like to talk to Neil. Yes, sir, speaking. Oh, hey, Neil. Uh, how's it going? Pretty good. Hey, I just wanted to make a comment about favorite, uh, was it, like you said, the character from TV you're talking about? Yes, sir. Um, I was going to say uh, $6 million man. The What was his name? Oh, it was like Steve Austin or something. I don't remember. <laughs> but nobody will know that. Oh, okay. We'll put, I, I we'll put the $6 million man. $6 million man. And I just wanted to make a mention of something to you, too, that I didn't know if you were aware or not. Uh, Dredge was on the other day, and I'm not a big fan of his, but yeah. he happened to be filling in for someone else. Uh-huh. And he was just down, down talking to you and your show. Oh, I don't know all about that. Who the hell cares what he, what she has to say? No, I mean, I don't. That's the whole point. Yeah. I was listening to it. It just didn't sound right. But the point is, is that I just, um, he been saying, oh, Clear Channel didn't do this and that. This was basically, and I said, you know, this is the only show I like listening to. I, every, frankly, when every other radio show program comes on, including Rush Limbaugh, I run the other direction. The only reason he's on the air on Cheap Channel is because he's a right-wing, self-hating faggot. That's the only reason he's on there. Absolutely, man. I, I moved out here from California, and I forgot. I can't believe the people that call in on the radio. Yeah. I, want, I can't imagine that these are the exact same people that live in houses next door to mine and down the road, because you just imagine what goes on in their heads when you hear what they say. Just forget about inside their house. Just look at what's going on on the road, man. That should tell you everything you need to know. Absolutely. But, dude, I, like I said, you keep me when I'm working during the day. You keep me entertained, and I'm glad you're on the air. All right. See you at the border, man. Hey, take it easy. Bye. Yeah, Miss Fudge said this, and Miss Fudge said that. All of them lies, by the way. All of it lies. So there's a guy that really worries about his credibility. <laughs> Not. Well, what does he have to worry about? He's got all that Richard Mellon's right. money behind him. He's a banging, you know, that uh, Ann Coulter blow-up doll. He's got Bob Quince there whispering things into her ear. Five into her rear. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line as we're building a gigantic, a magnificent list, ain't we? Sure. I mean, it look, good. It, like I said, it could be a lot bigger. WQAM. George. Yes, sir. Uh, I got one for your poll. Okay, lay it on us. 
Uh, Fred G. Sanford. He's on there, man. Are you? Got it. Got another one. Uh, Dr. John. <laughs> Too late. Not another one. You get one, and the board goes back. <laughs> Too late. George Jefferson. Now, that's who he might have been going to say. He said George, uh, right? No. George Jefferson. I just yanked it off the uh, fax machine right now. I just yanked it off. Clean it up, Paul. John Drake, the prisoner. There you go. So you don't even have to look it up now. They, but they won't know who that is. No. The, the prisoner is good enough. They'll know who that is. Right? We got parentheses. You can put anything in between them. John Drake, parentheses, the prisoner. In parentheses, number six. Who's number six? Who's number two? Right. Speaking of number two, see ya. Five six seven oh five sixty. See, I, I can never figure out number one, number two, or number three when I was a kid. That's that's why I went a little bit. You know, I got to that fork in the road. I figured out one and two, but number three always confused me a little bit. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT. And you know something? You're you're sidetracking me here with all this crap. I got the book, The Price of Loyalty, by Ron Suskind. With a picture of him and Paul O'Neill on the front jacket. Oh, no, it, uh, sorry, it's not a picture of him. It's a picture of George W. Bush. Excuse me, Ron, I apologize. A picture of W. and Paul O'Neill. On your list, uh, maybe Howard and you and Jeff Rimmer. <laughs> P.R. Ralph says, which, by the way, Topo Gijo was not a character. He was a, uh, a guest, an act on The Ed Sullivan Show. Just like Senior Win Win Winchy. Sarai. Yeah. It says, maybe you, Howard, and Jeff Rimmer can now get together for dinner and golf. No. No, I'll leave it up to them. We'll let them fight over picking up the check. Boy, can you imagine the long stare down on that deal? Just, just staring at each other. No, you pick it up. No, well, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. No. How about you? <laughs> A meal from which nobody would ever leave. <clears throat> Talk about the Last Supper. Should I just read, like, uh, a thing? Should I yeah. just open it? Just read. And I can't do that. It won't make any sense. I don't want to do that again like I got sucked into that Al Franken book that day. That that guy, I, I hope that guy had, like, a hangnail or something, like a bad hemorrhoid. Bad uh, chapter. Oh, yeah. I I, I mean, I, I, picked, I picked out a couple of my own that I had read up front. Oh, no, you got to read the one about uh, whatever the hell it was. Hannity uh, and Combs. Uh, who was it? Oh, Hannity, yeah, sure. Combs. See, these people that are obsessed with goddamn uh, Fox, we don't watch Fox on this show, okay? Fox can drop dead, them with Rupert Murdoch together. So all these people, it's, it's childish. That's why nobody wants to listen to that so-called old-fashioned talk radio, because it's like a bunch of overgrown children is what it is. Oh, it's the right against the left and the left against the right. And you're all right and I'm all wrong. And it's uh, Sean Hannity said this and, and uh, Bill O'Reilly said that. And, you know, and I, it's a crap. Man, oh, man, it's for old people who want to play in a sandbox and hope that somebody changes their depends, like uh, Edna on Passions. At least she's a panic. Bring her back, baby. We need a lot more Mrs. Wallace or that Passions is go right in the old crap. Enough already with Julian and Eve and Eve and Julian and TC and Whitney and Whitney and Chad. Florida, we had the hanging chads. On Passions, they got the Schwarzer chad. Which, by the way, do something about that spaghetti haircut you got. 27 past 1. See, you're smirking, but if you saw it, you say, what? what is that? What is that? Soap opera? You know how they had that, like, black squid pasta? Have you ever seen that? Uh, yeah. That's what his hair looks like now. He went, he went away for a little while. They brought him back, and he's got, like, a whole bunch of squid are nesting on his head. Like that muskrat on Moe's. Oh, sorry, Mo. Oh, speaking of that, what a segue. Look at that. That's because I was holding the copy. I was holding it in my hand and squeezing it. And it was making yelping sounds. Hey, all you guys out there, Mo isn't the only one. If your hair is like uh, gone down the tubes, down the uh, toilet, 
down the uh, drain? Here's the answer for you, Chuck Alfieri. I've been talking about Charles Alfieri for years now. I would say nearly about man. a long time. And that's because all of those years he's been helping guys look their best with his natural hairline system, which he keeps improving. He's got the best technology going. And the difference is it looks like real hair like it's going out of your scalp, as opposed to the muskrat that died on Moe's head or the one that died on top. Look what it's doing to poor Dennis Kucinich. He can't break a one shear. He's great. He says all the right things. But if your hair looks like crap, man, people, they won't listen to what you're saying. They won't look at the rest of your body. They just look at that thing on your head and just laugh their ass off. So if you want to look better and younger than you ever dreamed you could again, call Chuck Alfieri. Mention Neil Rogers. Save an extra 200 bucks, And you have nothing to lose but your bald spot, which I always tell you, because everybody gets Charlie's 30-day guarantee. After a month, if you don't love the way it looks and smells and feels, if you're not getting lots and lots and lots of action, or at least once, then Charlie will give you your money back. Here's the toll-free number to call to get some great-looking hair, 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413. Or for more info, check out their website, Charles Alfieri, or is it charlesalfieri.com? We are Sports Radio 560, QAM. Uh, wanted to see me tap it then? Oh, yes, yes, Mo. Sit down, won't you? <sighs> I called this meeting because I care deeply for you. And as you probably know, I have a great deal of respect for you as a sports broadcaster. Oh, God, with that congeniality, bub. What gives? All right, Mo, here. Here's a check for you. What's that for? It's to buy out the remainder of your contract. I'm afraid we can no longer use you in the morning. Thank you. Oh, what do you mean? What are you, firing me? Well, let me put it this way. You remember that grand piano you had Geldy drop on my head? Yeah, that was a panic. Well, that woke me up to the realization that I actually run a radio station. Now, if you will be so kind to hand in the keys to your comp car and remove all your comp clothes, my lovely receptionist Carlos here will show you the door. Now, wait just a minute, I... Or else... Or else what? Have you taken a good look at Carlos? Oh, all right. Oh, Carlos. Yes, Mr. Reed. Please show Mo the door. This here's the door, honey. No, don't show it to him. Throw him out. Let's go, sister. Watch the bag. Watch the bag. Oh, I got no good dirty. The knife, the fire, the great Mo. How are you, David? The greatest personality you ever graced the airwaves. Stop radio and all you can eat in a theater. Here I am walking naked to poker. I ever get my hand with a guy, I'll marbleize him. I don't know, but he loved me. Why don't they respect me? And why am I naked? Holding my balls in the middle of the street. Good luck, Timo. And like I said, let's not overdo it now. Let's take it nice and slow. 132 at 560 WQM. I don't know. Somebody faxed me this thing. Home delivered fresh cookies, a phone call away. Are these people looking for a plug? Is that what it is? I don't, I don't get this. Article in the uh, Herald, I guess, about home home delivered fresh cookies. Do we want to plug these people? No, no, not unless uh, you get some. And then it says, what about Luke Halpern? Halpern, uh, Hal- Luke Halpern, who played Sandy. You can put Sandy and then in parentheses Ripper. Ricks. Sandy Ricks. Well, we we don't need his last name. Oh, and speaking of Rick, I, I better not say it because he's been so nice to me and I like him. He's a good guy. You know who I saw yesterday on Channel um, 6, which I almost never watch their news, but since I've been home, I'm watching it because I don't want to see the All Rodriguez news. He was doing a promo for something. Well, I'll give, you know, I'll give you a clue, and then you see if you know who it is. Just a minute. Let me give you a hint. Just a second. Where the hell? Oh, we got all that Rick Riley stuff. Damn it. Hey, Rick Riley, get lost. Oh, Rick Shaw? Uh, it's a lie. I am not a Nazi. Okay, now guess. 
Bricks, huh? Yeah. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to waste all of that effort, for Christ's ah. sake. Jesus. Now, Rick, please. Uh, I, I don't. I never really paid that much attention to whether he was, like, um, chubby. I guess he was a little on the chubby side. But, Rick, you're like porking up, baby, like all the rest of us. Don't do it, man. You're a good guy. You've been on the air here 40 years. I've been on the air. About 30, man. They need us badly. Everybody, everybody, that's all we talk about is uh, this one's fat and that one's fat, and everybody just keep getting fatter and fatter and fatter. It's uh, it's a disease. It's grotesque. I got so much stuff here. Man, oh, man, are we going to have time? I got the book to read. I should read the whole book on the air. Okay. <laughs> that gets down to about a point zero zero. Snippets. Oh, oh, first we had the bad news about the uh, weapons of mass destruction, which turned out to be empty, the uh, mortar shells. Well, guess what? What? Hussein warned Iraqis to be where outside fighters, document says. Remember all that crap about the ties between Al-Qaeda and mm -hmm. uh, Saddam Hussein? Oh, no, don't tell us that the president lied to us. That's one of those personal qualities that Americans admire about him. Is he a chronic liar like Greg Reed? Saddam Hussein warned his Iraqi supporters to be wary of joining forces with foreign Arab fighters ending Iraq, uh, entering Iraq to battle American troops, according to a document found with the former Iraqi leader when he was captured, Bush administration officials said yesterday. The document appears to be a directive written after he lost power from Mr. Hussein to leaders of the Iraqi resistance counseling caution against getting too close to Islamic jihadists and other foreign Arabs coming into occupied Iraq. It provides a second piece of evidence challenging the Bush administration's contention of close cooperation between Mr. Hussein's government and terrorists from al-Qaeda. CIA interrogators have already elicited from top al-Qaeda officials in custody that before the American-led evasion, Osama bin Laden had rejected entreaties from some of his lieutenants to work jointly with Mr. Hussein. Officials said Mr. Hussein apparently believed that the foreign Arabs, eager for a holy war against the West, had a different agenda from the Baathists, who were eager for their own return to power in Baghdad. As a result, he wanted his supporters to be careful about becoming close allies with the jihadists, officials familiar with the documents said. Well, there you go. Haven't Another we always lie. said? Another lie. What? From day one, haven't we always right. mentioned? That's what we've always told out. you. That's what everybody knew if they had a brain. And even though it's uh, right there in black and white and pink. Now, this uh, Mark, who's one of our really great factors lately... And always has been, but I mean, lately he's been full of stuff. Wait till you hear this. This is a very perspicacious... Oh, and I better queue that thing up again. I better queue up... I can't find it. Anyway, uh, he's got a, a whole observation on why people don't are interested in uh, network now. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Oh! He says, both you and George mentioned how difficult it is to get people today to appreciate the movie Network. I think Network is great, but it suffers from one problem. Patty Chayefsky was too prescient. Too many things that he foresaw then and used for wild satire are commonplace now. Right. The satire is completely lost on audiences, either too young or too stupid, to remember things haven't always been the way they are now. Excellent point. Like people who watch, watch the Rick Sanchez show. Both of them. It starts with the very first scene in the movie, which shows four TV screens in which each of the uh, network news anchors in the mid-70s, Howard K. Smith, ABC, John Chancellor, NBC, Walter Cronkite, CBS, and Howard Beale, UBS. Who used to say, I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! The point was to show that Beale was part of this distinguished fraternity, the men who brought us the news, dignified, respectable, and dependable. What happens as Beale unravels is made more startling and outrageous from the starting point. Now, of course, it is this viewpoint of the news that's unraveled. We have Fox News, the hysteria mongers at MSNBC, CNN, etc. There's no longer any small, dignified group of wise men who bring us the news. Edward R. Murrow, Huntley and Brinkley, etc. are literally unimaginable today. And as you mentioned yesterday, most young people get their news from alternate sources anyway. Thank God. Thank oh, God. The tabloidization of the news, which we take for granted today, was another of the things network presented as satire. The same thing goes for the reality programming. That's what Diana Christensen wanted. I'll get back to you, Diana. 
She would have been perfectly at home with Fear Factor. In 76, however, reality programming was pure fiction thought up by Chayefsky. Even the sub-themes suffer the same fate. The danger of a huge non-media conglomerate, CCA, owning a network and managing the news it is today's media consolidation incarnate, and the Saudis using their own money and influence over a network. Hell, they own the and White House, the Fugan White House. And he says, the same fate has befallen another excellent movie written by Chayefsky, The Hospital, which was the darkest satire I've ever seen starring George C. Scott. If you haven't seen it recently, check it out. I've seen it many times. It's yes, great. It is great. It's great, especially no for it. somebody who despises the medical profession as much as I do, who knows that all they're performing the wrong operation. Somebody goes in for like a, uh, you know, a, 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 a hysterectomy. A hysterectomy, and they chop off a leg, you know, something right. like that, as an example. Somebody goes in to have a, a hemorrhoidectomy, and they, like, uh, chop off two arms. If you haven't seen it recently, check it out, which we have, but you people should see it. The Hospital. When Scott starts to rant how doctors are turning into businessmen as opposed to physicians, you can only recall fondly how medicine used to be practiced in this country. Sorry for the rant, says Mark, but I love freaking network and... Crime is mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Thanks, Mark. God, these faxes are just pouring in. And then there's Maud. Somebody actually like Maud? Uh, I liked Adrian's Barbos. Yeah, I bet you did. I, like, I bet you liked the Bazoombas, too. At any rate, we can put Maud on there. I can't believe anybody actually liked that bitch. She was nasty. She was, she was hard to take. She was like uh, the forerunner of the like a younger nanny. You know what I mean? The nanny. Boy. In fact, if you watch the nanny enough, I'm surprised they don't bring it back. Put it on Fox News, uh, Fox uh, Entertainment, because if you watch it enough, you'll start believing that the uh, Bush people have a point. Twenty-one till two. At 560 WQAM, want to talk about our good friends Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. Locally owned and operated, these guys have been treating people right for years, and guess what? That's why they're still around. Located on US-1, 20 minutes south of the 836, Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead is well worth the drive no matter where you are to save yourself a crap load of cash, thousands of dollars on brand new Toyotas. Check out these great unbeatable lease prices. Get yourself an 04 Tacoma two-wheel drive regular cab for just 169 bucks a month. An 04 Echo, only 179 a month. How about an 04 Celica GT? You pay only 209 a month. Even George could almost afford that. With every car purchase, Armstrong's Toyota Homestead, you'll get free Sun Pass. And don't forget, they were the first dealer in the area to offer you free tires and batteries for life. If you're looking for an SUV, Armstrong's Toyota Homestead have got a huge assortment of RAV4s, Highlanders, 4Runners, Sequoias, Land Cruisers, too. Oh, by the way, do you see they're going to be paying uh, like 3 bucks a gallon for gas here next summer? Yes. Oh, God. General Manager David Rich and his staff will do whatever it takes to put you in a Toyota today. Experience the Armstrong Toyota of Homestead difference. They're committed to 100% customer satisfaction. The service department is open weeknights till 8 p.m. to make sure they get all the service work done. In other words, they'll treat you right. Conveniently located on U.S. 1, 293rd Street in Homestead, just 20 minutes south of the 836. So if you're really sick and tired of those mega dealers who overpromise and underdeliver, then call David Rich, Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead GM. Call him at 305-242-3247. 305-242-3247. Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. Drive a little and save a hell of a lot on your brand new Toyota. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. dumb as dirt. Tonight on Animal Planet. Hello, mate. Today I take the little Bob along to show him a wild elephant. Crikey, there's one now. Calm down, big fella. Let's show my baby how gentle you are. <laughs> there you go, big fella. Lift your foot. Yes, that's it. Now I'll just place young Bob under it. There you go, Bob. 
I, you're a tough little dingo. I should tell you, this is a tap dancing elephant. With the appropriate music, he'll stop tap dancing. Here, watch. One, two, hit it. It's uh, 16 till 2 at 560 WQM. 447 votes. Somebody says Beretta. Your all-time favorite TV character. We got Beretta on there? Got it. Uh, Fitch had it coming. Will you stop already? She's dead. What more do you want? Do you want like a pound of flesh? Hmm. Not from that bitch. No. Uh, Hank on the Larry uh, Sanders show. Hank somebody from Larry Sanders show. Got it? Yeah. You got Luke Halpin from Flipper? Sandy? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Sandy, you bastard, you man. Sandy from a flipper. Sandy Ricks. And Ranger Ricks. And Bud. And Pud. That ugly little brother, Pud. He was always getting in the way. Always pulling it, too. Trying your magic uh, flipper, Pudster. 5670560, oh, pound 560. I'm just, I'm distracted because I just got this book in my head and I wish, I wish I could uh, quit wasting my time with the show. I mean, just read the book. The Price of Loyalty, it's in your bookstores right now. George W. Bush, The White House, and The Education of Paul O'Neill by Ron Suskind, Pulitzer Prize-winning author. It's uh, great. And that stuff I read at the beginning about the cheeseburgers, what, what does that tell you? But America likes those qualities. That's why we're all so right. goddamn fat. <laughs> Who the hell do you know don't like a good cheeseburger? Nobody. Nobody. Except maybe some Orthodox. WQAM, hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, sir. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard for on the list. Jean-Luc Picard. You got him on. Alright, thanks. Okay, beam me uh, out. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. We'll get as many as we can on before the end of the show, and then you uh, uh, hop on it and vote on NeilRogers.com. Homer Simpson fifty seven, Archie Bunker fifty six, Al Bundy fifty. We got a really good three way uh, battle going there. I mean, if I have to choose between the three, I mean, The Simpsons is fine. It's a good show. You like it? Yeah, a lot. It's a very good show. I don't uh, watch it. I watch that one episode. It's what? It's a cartoon. I don't know what it is. I mean, for I example, know. Bullwinkle, I love If they brought Bullwinkle back now, I'd watch it every day. I love Bullwinkle. I guess the grandfathered-in cartoons you'll watch. You won't watch a new cartoon. What does that mean, grandfathered-in? Like cartoons that you liked when you were young, you'll watch again. No, it's got nothing to do with when I was young. It was just a fabulous show. It was yeah. fabulous. Yes, indeed. Right. And The Simpsons is very good, and South Park is sensational. Oh, I'm going to bring that movie to Bring more. me the movie. Can't find it. Homer Simpson, 57, Archie Bunker, 56, Al Bundy, 50, Kramer, 31, that's Brad Kramer, uh, Basil Fawlty, 26, Hawkeye Pierce, 22, Eric Cartman, 22, Tony Soprano, 18, James Rockford, 15. Nobody voted for, uh, what, what's his name, on Partridge Family? Uh, Danny Bonaducci? <laughs> James Rockford, 15, Lucy Ricardo, 14, Captain Kirk, 14, uh, 11, Baby Stewie, 10. Fred Sanford, nine. Eight for Colombo. Seven for Ed Norton and a bunch of other single digits. Losers lagging behind. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Is, uh, is Christopher Lloyd's character from Taxi on your poll? Reverend Jim. Oh, Reverend Jim. Yes, he is. How about Laska? So, uh, there you go. There he is again. They're both on there, by the way. Potato Latka. Five six seven oh five sixty. Give us a list of your six thousand favorite characters from your forty thousand favorite TV shows. Then tomorrow we'll do your seventy five thousand favorite movies of all time. You know we once did that thing. I know we did it before, and I'm tempted to do it again. Although you know we we can encourage, although sometimes it's a bad mistake. People to see movies movies that you would suggest that you think most people haven't seen. You know obscure movies like 
gone with the wind. <laughs> right. Network. See, yeah, the problem with that is that what what's obscure to them. Well, no, well, right. no, network would be okay because it's 28 years old. See, I'm I'm talking about older movies. Right. In fact, if we if we worded it right, it wouldn't make a difference. No, it, it might. No. Movie? No, seriously, because for the younger people, the punks out there, the, the whippersnappers who think that, uh, you know, it's got to have, like like you said before, it's got to have like a action killer, uh, all this sure. wild yeah, well, special effects. Breasts, if it don't have special guns, effects, then the hell with it. Lasers. Well, we're talking about like pre, pick a year, like pre-85 movies, pre-80. Okay. A pre-80 movie that you think most people haven't, uh, should see. Regardless of what you think, if you say that, what you—that's—that's yeah, that's just too. Really no <laughs> it good. doesn't matter what you because phrase what they the think is like that. It's, You'll the, get a list. it's the old SH factor again. Stupid. Yeah. But I, I think that's a possibility. And, and I'm, not, I'm not doing it just to kill a pool, but okay. but no, seriously, <laughs> I, I think that we can now that you, it didn't used to be the way it is now. I mean, it used to be uh, when everything was on VHS, you go into your video store and it was like, you know, a fairly small selection. Now. Not only with the tape, but also now with DVDs. Just about mm -hmm. any movie that's ever been invented that more than five people watch, it's, it's there. Or if you can't find it in your store, you go to Amazon.com, which right. I can't tell you how much I love Amazon.com. They are the greatest. They, uh, free they should shipping. give me a billion dollars in stock mm -hmm. because I, I would promote them from now till the end of time. Free shipping. The stuff is there. They give you a tracking number. Cheapest There's no price. problem. It shows up like exactly when they tell you. They'll and pimp for another website if the other guy right. has it cheaper. Right. What is not to like on Amazonfrickin.com? I love it. So what I'm starting to say is if you can't find it in your store, you just go on there and so you wait a couple of days and bada bing, there it is. Same in your for mail. books too. Even right. insidious evil books like that one. That is correct. Just like that book about the Catholic Church right. I couldn't find it in my bookstore, I got it. Amazon.com. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. QAM. Hey, how you doing? I wanted to call and vote. Go ahead. Uh it's gotta be Archie Bunker. Okay, thanks a lot, Pally. Archie Bunker's got fifty six votes. We should put him on the list. Oh, yeah, let's put our... No, he just tuned in probably, okay? Don't be so hostile with these goddamn uh, listeners out there. We can't afford to lose no more listeners. But like I always said, if you don't like the show, see ya. No, I, I just refuse to do that. This business is sucking up to people. If You know, just like that right-wing schmuck before that's trying to... You know, I mean, the whole thing is phony anyway. Phony is an $85 bill. And, well, you know, if you'd only do the show this way, I, I'd listen more. Well, what do I care about one schmuck with a fax machine? What do I give a crap if you listen more or not? we got plenty of other uh, fish in the sea out there who enjoy the show. Well, we, we don't have 8 million checks. complaints. Who don't, if they wanted to hear Rush Limbaugh Jr., they'd turn on frickin' Rush Limbaugh. Senior. Exactly. they check out Limbo Rock Jr. and Limbo Rock Sr. And they, they could listen to uh, uh, Schnitt. Yeah, they could listen to the Schmidt. And then they could also listen to Bill O'Reilly because nobody right. else does. Oh. Do you know his radio ratings as bad as they are here, which there's, they're in minus infinity? In New York, he don't do nothing either. Zero, nothing. Good. Yeah. There's hope. So it, the only reason he has any audience is because of the Fox News thing, the sycophants, the right-wing assholes whose entire lives are surrounded. They're, they're the same as the people who watch the 700 Club. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Without as much uh, Lord God and Jesus. Oh, he slips it in. And without as much sneering and drooling. Nine minutes till two at 560 QM. The Mad Dog at two. The Humper from the Crystal Palace in the Bahamas at four. Live, live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Ah. Anytime they see that we're lacking in the They provide a headline that will lead you by the nose. 
who say they said is the one to get. Now they have only one big dictator left. Don't worry about Sudan, we got him. Now we're all comfy and safe. You got him. He won't attack us no more. We got him. Hussein 9-11 is what they got you to believe Can't get any dumber than a one-party concert You believe what they say Like the colorful fool As they use the state to their core See, like I said, like the 700 Club, praise Bush like Jesus. Same, uh, same crowd. 155 at 560 WQM. Here's the fact. Says, do you ever find out the name of the diner just north of Oakland Park Boulevard on Andrews Avenue? If you didn't, I think you were thinking of Calbs. But it wasn't a diner. It says Calbs had a great bakery inside. It's now called Joe's. Remember the uh, golf gas station on the corner of Oak uh, Park Boulevard? Andrew? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not really. We don't have no golf no more, do we? Not that I've seen. Not no golf. And we don't have no Sunoco no more, do we? Not that I've seen lately. No, Sunoco used to have all the different, like 600 right. different grades. Starting at 5 bucks a gallon. Oh, that's a dinosaur. You won't see that no more. Anyway, here's the fact. It says, finally, I've gotten DSL service. We're in Ruskin, Florida. Where's Ruskin? Oh, lucky them. I wish I could. Where is it? Up yonder. It says, now I can listen to your show. There is a God. It says, meaning... No, God. I did in my home recording studio, such as it is, is an anti-Bush Iraq song reminiscent of Homer and Jethro style. My friends love it. Urge me to send it to you for your review. If you like it, air it. Okay, thank you very much, Robert. Please uh, send, uh, whip it along. And the uh, tape, too. Uh, we got to do all we can to rid this nation of this Bush disease, signed Robert, uh, et cetera, and so on, president of his own company in Ruskin, Florida. Thanks, Robert, and I'm glad you got your DSL, and George wishes he could get his. Working. I got my road runner. I'm getting a bill for it. Mine works good. Somebody reminds me we didn't put Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana on there, and they're pissed off about him. We should be, too. It's Eric's bad. I resubmitted it. Eric's bad. He's uh, screwed up. Hey, listen, he's under a lot of pressure up there, okay? He's uh, busy trying to eat six meals before 3 o'clock. Maintain that girl. Might have been this computer's fault. And what he's worried. It could have been our computer. It's a piece of crap. But Bob Vermouth and George Corso refuse to do anything to fix it. And Muff is able to fix it. They want the computer. They could throw this out the window. Yeah. Which I wish they would. Right. We got one on the floor here, but they're refusing to, like, uh, swap them out. That's all we need. Somebody to spend, like, 20, 30 minutes, come in here, hook up the other one, take that piece of crap, send it to the swap shop, give it to some homeless asshole on the street corner, and just get us yeah, uh, then they could vote on the poll. Like a real operating studio here. What do you say, Corso? No. You schmuck, you putz, you, from the Bob Vermouth School of Hostility. In other words, whatever we need, the answer is... No. That's right. So, and I'm not going to get excited about it, because I'm not here most of the time, so it's your problem. Right. Well, let's see. Somebody uh, sent a thing to Dennis Kucinich. Well, that's good. He's good. I don't care what you say. You're not sold on him yet. You better get sold on him pretty soon, okay? Because he's great. He's the one hope. He ain't Maybe got a chance. President Dean will give him a job. Of what? Secretary of Truth? Sure. 
what did I do with that book? About Veep. Oh, jeez, I thought I lost the book. I thought it just vanished. I thought maybe the uh, book police came in and grabbed it. <laughs> no, I, I put it down there with my Interex diabetic and my little bag, my sack to take home. They have this. I put it with my sack. In fact, Mo loaned me his sack to take carry around with me. Did he empty it first? Just in case. No. Said so you do it. WQAM, hello. Neil Almighty. Yes, sir. You 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 left the best. You, there's a, there's a little absence of color on your pole. You left the best jig off, man. JJ Evans from Good Times. I'm right, JJ. You gotta have JJ, Dino man. I'm right, Dino my baby. Good. Now he's fat as hell. All right. I love you, Neil. See ya. Take Too many grits gave him the Schmitz is what I heard. JJ, got it, JJ Walker. Got it. I'm right. Uh, he's annoying is what he is. I mean, he he used to be funny a little bit. Now he's annoying. Even what's her name from uh, what was her name? Esther Roll, Florida. She said she's dead. It's Evans, by the way. What? Their last name on the show. I don't care. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon. Oh, who is the other uh, Evans? The other kid, Dale, Dale Evans and the Roy Rogers. How about them? How about Hoppy? How about Hapalon Cassidy? How about uh, what's his name? Howdy Doody. Howdy's Doody. He was a character. You ever smell Howdy's Doody? <laughs> Man, little, it was little bad. wooden. In fact, uh, that's why Bob Smith finally retired. He got tired of cleaning up Howdy's Doody. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, can I get about it? Go right ahead. Okay, number six. We got it. Uh, didn't what was his name, John what? George, what was the guy's name? I don't know, Johnny Walker. No, John something on uh, the prisoner. We look, got it on Look there. on the list there. I well, can't. What do you mean, look on the list? What does that mean? We got 40,000 names on the list. I'm sure Eric ain't too happy Look down about towards it. the bottom. We got Jean-Luc Picard. We got Sandy Ricks from Flipper. We got, uh, who is it? The prisoner. He uh, he's not on here. <laughs> you know, you're giving me a song and a dance about all these ones that you sent to Eric. Your mama. I I put the oh, here it is, John Drake. The prisoner. He's got a pair already. Patrick McGowan, a great, great series. A little bit too intellectual for most Americans because the SH word stands in the way, standing for stupid. Now listen. Speaking of stupid, let's get back to some more of that Danny and Davy and Dolphin talk. We got the Mad Dog coming along next. Who ain't he? Ain't stupid, man. He is. He is so sharp. He took it out of my playbook, man. Stole the old song from my playbook. He works four days a year, gets paid for about, about 30, man. 30 months, and he's kicking some serious ass. The Mad Dog from the Bahamas coming along at four. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I'm going with you, Lucky.